There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Connecting to the big show. This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Parks 96 FM. It is grim out there this morning. Very, very grim. I have been driving in to this building for more years than I care to remember. Every morning, same route, leaving the house around the same time. And you get used to that when you're on a route over a period of time. You know you know where you're going. You know where the the bad bits are. You know where the, the risks are in the road. And with all the changes in traffic over the years, it's all changed. But I tell you, rarely, rarely has have I had such a, what I'd call a nervous drive to work this morning. There was surface water everywhere. There was potholes full of surface water and you could drown a donkey in some of them. It's bad out there. If you don't have to go out in this, I really would advise you not to. You can't see a thing now out the the window here at Broadcasting Out. It's still grey. It's still like the sun wasn't even up yet. It's horrible. And there's a lot more rain up in them there skies. And I'll talk to Alan O'Reilly from Carlo Weather about it in a little while. But Storm Babette is still with us. She was with us this time yesterday. She seemed to have stopped for a pause for breath at least yesterday evening. But she's with us this morning and she's causing havoc on the roads. Ken Perrett is out there on the roads for us. Ken, it is grim out there. I haven't seen as tough conditions in a long, long time. Morning. Good morning, PJ. It really, really is. And it's just one of those days. You you nailed it when you said, you know, unnecessary journeys. It's the it's the old Theresa Manion catchphrase. People, <laughs> if you don't need to do it, don't do it. Just stay at home because it's just it's bad for the car. The amount of cars that get that think that they can drive through a puddle and they get they get clogged up. Yesterday evening, you wouldn't believe the amount of people driving with no lights on. The most basic of basic things in this weather. Even right now, I'm, I'm, I'm pulled in a Blackpool and I'm looking at a car driving towards me with no lights on. Like, it is just the essentials that you really, really need. There was a nasty accident by Curraheen this morning, which caused for a lot of problems. Mm. The, one of my, one of my, one of my soapboxes is what they've done to the traffic around Wellington Road. It just doesn't make sense to me. The way they've changed the direction from Patrick's Hill and 
up in, up in Coburg Street there, coming on towards McCurtain Street. I know it's part of a bigger plan, but for now, it's absolute chaos on Wellington Road every morning. Patrick's Hill, Summer Hill, McCurtain Street, that whole area is just crazy without bad weather. And then when you add this to it, and you add the fact that, you know, you're not going to get the kids walking to school, you're going to try and drop them as close as you can to the school gates. Mornings like this are just just crazy, you know. I can understand they don't want to close the schools, but maybe even stagger the opening hours, especially for the primaries that wouldn't have, you know, first class at half past eight, second class at ten past nine. If the primary said, just bring them in any time before ten o'clock, the doors are open at half eight as usual. Whenever yeah. you get in, you get in. Wouldn't that make so much sense and take so much of the, the unnecessary traffic off the roads? It would, and you've a lot of parents working hybrid now, working half from home, maybe not working at all. They're at home minding the children. They could drop them in when it's more convenient when traffic is is gone down a bit and that's on a good morning or a bad morning because you're right I get in here most mornings I've parked up and I'm on my way in here long before the traffic hits but it is murder here in the mornings with that new configuration where are the worst spots this morning Ken? I'd say Carrigaline is without a doubt the worst. It looks to be the main street in Carrigaline is impassable. And that is just put... Now, Carrigaline has got a good road network, but it's all those small roads around it. And that is causing chaos this morning. We had a couple of texts in around the Middleton area. That's quite bad. There was some texting in from Balancolic. Looks to be okay in Balancolic. Avoided the worst of it. But there are some patches there that are quite dangerous. Clonakilty got quite badly hit overnight as well. That's got some dangerous areas. Kinsale got badly hit as well. And the list goes on and on. But they're just some of the areas that are jumping out, out to me right now. They were warning us of tidal spillover. Do we know what time the high tides are? I, I'm honest to God, I don't. I know it was half seven last night. So mm. on, from that, I'm not sure. We'll talk to Alan in, later because it's not often that Alan O'Reilly would contact you directly and personally to warn people to be careful. So I'll be talking to Alan in a wee while. But Ken, the advice this morning, and you're a long time doing this old traffic racket yeah. now, just don't go out if you don't have to. Yeah, and you know, those that do, right? Those that do, just be careful. Don't be in such a hurry. It's also, come here, and I sound like I'm condescending saying this, but the amount of leaves on the ground, because it's that time of year, that causes for half of the problems because they'll block up the drains or they can get caught up in your brake pads. So just slow down, increase Mm. the braking distance between you and the vehicle in front. There should be a good bit of distance. So if you do need to jam on the brakes, you do it simply. Light up and be safe. All right, Ken, thank you. And if you hear of any more out there, do let us know across the course of the morning. Speaking of leaves, as I was walking in from the car this morning, I met one of our local heroes, the fellas who are out every morning before most of us are out of our beds cleaning the streets. And there was a guy about 100 yards from us up here at Broadcasting House, out in that deluge. And he's sweeping and he's brushing and he's doing his level best to scoop up leaves and scoop up litter, doing a fantastic job. And I just passed him. And I said, you know, fair play to you. It's grim. And he goes, thanks. Thanks a lot, boy. Thanks a lot. It's rough, all right. It's rough, all right. So thanks to those people who were out early. We are now hearing, we are now hearing the fire service are helping to get people out of their cars on Centre Park Road due to flooding. Please avoid that area. So Centre Park Road. Yeah, and I would be there pretty much every afternoon down Centre Park Road stroke Monaghan Road because that is where my boy attends his day service. He's not going in today because of the flooding. But there are people being helped out of their cars down on Centre Park Road. Right, it's not often that uh, someone like Alan would contact me directly to say be careful in the morning. Alan Moray from Carlow Weather, you're very concerned about us down here. Good morning. 
Good morning, PJ. I am. I'm, I was kind of concerned last night, really, when I messaged you when I was posting on social media that I wasn't sure if people were really aware of the amount of rainfall that had fallen, but also what was more to come. Um, you know, we're looking at another 10 hours of rainfall, um, certainly very heavy rainfall for another five or six hours mm. in parts of the south. You're looking at another 40 to 50 millimetres of rain. And, you know, I was just looking... A personal weather station in Carrigwell in Cork has recorded 101 millimetres in 24 hours. That's and num- 10 centimetres. That's four inches of rain. Yeah, that's a month's rainfall nearly in 24 hours. Um, and there's a number of stations that have recorded over 70 to 80 to 90 millimetres of rain. So, you know, this is incredible rainfall. And as I say, the problem is, is there's more to come. And while the orange warning will, you know, I think it ends at one or two o'clock today, that doesn't tell the picture in terms of what's going to come down in terms of rivers and, you know, mountains and water still to come. And obviously the main message I was trying to get out to people is if you're in an area that's prone to flooding, then be aware and be alert and make sure you know where the sandbags are and, you know, have your flood plan ready because there is a risk of some really, really bad flooding now. I already seen some of it, obviously, but more of it to come. This this rain is heavy enough for water to come down through valleys, down, flu- is they call it fluvial water. It comes down from the hills and down into the, into the low-lying areas. Yeah, and, and the problem is, is that we've had a wet, you know, few months, obviously. So the water tables are very high. So, you know, those type of, you know, streams and that that may often be able to take this water are going to be full and you're going to have overspill and you're going to have a lot of flooding coming in. It's also a bad time of the year with leaves filling up drains. You know, to be fair, council are trying to keep on top of these things, but, you know, the leaves keep coming off the trees. Um, Drains are going to be blocked. And then, obviously, we have the other situation in Cork with high tide as well. Um, I know there was a lot of water left out of DSB, had to let out water in advance of it. One of the problems here as well, PJ, was the weather forecasting was very poor in advance of it. So on Saturday morning, there was no mention of this rain because the, the rain for Tuesday for yesterday wasn't forecast until really Sunday evening. Mm. Mm. You, you spotted it. You spotted it was getting very heavy. But Alan, this is this Storm Babette thing. It's a strange storm. It, it seems to have come to us in two parts. It's almost as if she took a breather last evening for an hour or two. Yeah, so Storm Babette was out to the west coast of uh, Portugal and Spain yesterday, but there was these weather fronts that were kind of ahead of Storm Babette, part of it, but not directly part of the core of the storm. And that's what brought us all the rainfall yesterday, and that moved through um, overnight. And then we have Storm Babette is heading for southeast of England, if you want to take the centre. It's a very messy storm. It's not your normal kind of clear eye you know, rain and cloud and wind and it moves through very quickly. That's not the type of system we have. We have a lot of these embedded warm fronts. So we have a lot of rain kind of systems on the outer skirts, I suppose, if you want to keep it in layman's terms, of the centre of the storm. Mm. And that's what's bringing us this more rainfall. And and the problem is, storm babette's not going to clear off very quickly. It's going to kind of spin around. And now there's not going to be the same volume of rain but there is going to be more rainfall again tomorrow and crikey. Friday. Oh, crikey. All right, she's with us. She's with us for an Airbnb stay, by the, by the sounds of it. Alan, thank you for the heads up. Alan O'Reilly of Carlow Weather, very concerned about Cork for the rest of the day. If you're in a flood-prone area, be 
very careful. If Alan O'Reilly is concerned enough to message me late at night, then there's a bad one coming. Now, our own gaffer here, Group Station Director of Corks 96FM and C103, Kieran McGeary, is on the road this morning. It's very bad, Kieran. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Absolutely. Um, I wish I brought my armbands with me this morning. Um, I, I'm travelling along the N25 and um, the, uh, a, a very bad patch is alongside the water uh, on the Dungarvan side of the Yall Bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the road there is, is uh, quite flooded. And it is passable at the moment, but cars are, are uh, travelling wisely very slowly uh, and that's causing delays in that area but okay. I would think if if the rain uh, continues at this level for another couple of hours um, I would imagine that that road will become impassable and that is one of the, the, the main routes in and out of Cork obviously That's what, uh, that's what Alan is saying, there is a lot more rain to come yeah, and the surface water this morning is, is, is I've never experienced anything like it uh, I've just pulled in uh, to talk to you in the village of, of Killa mm-hmm. and the, uh, watching the cars uh, passing me here, uh, the surface water in Killa, for example, uh, is, is, is very, very bad. Mm. You're driving an electric, Kieran. Is it behaving okay on the morning like this? It, it is. It, 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 uh, it's funny you should mention that. PJ, because uh, as I was driving through that uh, flood on the N25, I was thinking, uh, is it possible to get a, a shock from an electric car? Uh, I, I didn't, thankfully, but uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's performing very, very well in, 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 in this weather. All right, good man. Thank you, Kieran McGeary. And uh, safe drive to work, boss. That's our gaffer here, a Group Station Director of Corks 96 of MNC 103, Kieran McGeary. Road's very bad in East Cork. He's in Killa. And the road back to Yall, down in towards Dungarvan, the bridge over there where the chipper used to be. Is he still there? Very bad and almost impassable. Sarah, another hot spot is uh, Glenmire down by the Vienna Woods. I can't imagine it's pretty this morning, Sarah. Morning, um, PJ. No, Hi. not at all. Um, I just wanted to come on air quickly just to give um, anyone who's listening a heads up just to completely avoid the area because my mom got home 10 minutes ago if even and she's shaking um, she showed me the video she took a video while she was stopped in it and I mean she's basically driving through that river that's by Vienna Woods yeah. you can't see the road it's has like it topped through. over has it? has it topped it's out it's completely come over now so there is no road there now you're basically and it's quite deep you're driving through a river is basically what it is that's the only way I can describe it um, and by the time you kind of get into it on that road before you see it, it's nearly too late. So when she got into it, she had no choice but to keep driving. She was trying to give the other cars coming forward who are coming from Glanmire Village into it. Because at some part of Glanmire Village, you actually can't see that the river has kind of burst its banks. And by the time then you drive up, you're into it. So she was trying to kind of signal them to turn back. But there, 10 minutes ago, there was no fire brigade or guards or anything. But she reckons it's so bad that they might come on scene to kind of stop people going through because it's, it's just so dangerous. That'll, that'll be all the way down then through Glenmire Village, down yeah. into Riverstone, because there's a yeah. river runs all the way along there. The That's going to be very bad. It's going to be very bad. I'd expect in Glenmire this morning, God love all the people with the houses like who are usually getting flooded because I just can't imagine now at this That's stage right. with the river bursting its banks, you know, what's going to be in store for them today. I the, just the, the great, great pal of mine got flooded out down there a few years ago. I hope he's all right this morning. Thinking of you, Shawnee, yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Sarah, thanks for that. And glad your mum got home. Okay, that road down by 
the Vienna Woods down into towards Glenmire. That is going to be, well, if it's not impassable already, it will be impassable very, very soon. Uh, St. Francis area, Rochestown flooded, severe flooding, Glenmire Road. There it is. Bottom of Church Hill and the roundabout. That's from Sylvia Ross. About 200 metres of the road, completely impassable. Could you ask the people that run the signs on the ring road to put up something useful on them, like light up, slow down, instead of an orange rain warning? That's from Stephen. Even the ducks are taking cover this morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, reports of a vehicle stuck, or at least abandoned even, on the centre median of the N25 near the Middleton exit. Be careful on approach. There's some very low-lying roads in that neck of the woods are prone to flooding too. Uh, we've been hearing that the fire service lifting people, helping people out of their cars down Centre Park Road and being called to action. And by goodness, they're they're running to help people. We'll talk to them after the break, we'll talk to Victor Shine. 0818-9696-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0818-9696-0
Um, we've had crews um, out as far as Carrigaline, Crosshaven, and so on. It's everywhere. There, there's no one area that you can say is worse than anywhere else. You heard of Glenmire already. Centre Park Road have a number of vehicles with people trapped in them. So uh, we're out in the black ash at the moment with somebody needing some assistance from a, a house out there. So it's it's all over the place. So the crews are under uh, extreme pressure. And as well as that, there's um, a search for a missing person now at, at Patrick's Bridge going on as well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. there's stuff going on. You, you're, you're completely flat out, Victor. Uh, thank you for taking a brief call from us. And I'll leave you to it. Victor Shine of Cork City Fire Service. They are the people who go in when the rest of us are running away. And we thank them for their service this morning. All of the emergency services that are out, but particularly the fire service, getting people out of their cars and out of the floods this morning. This is as bad a morning, and I'm doing this job a long time. This is as bad a morning as I've seen in quite a number of years. And I think it's only starting if you're to listen to Alan O'Reilly. Liam, you got caught. Good morning. Morning. Where are you, sir? Um, well, I'm coming from Glanmire, but I'm just in the city now and across some juries. It's gone down to one lane because it's really one lane is completely impossible. This is on the keys, on the key across some juries in. So okay. I'm Patrick's key, Patrick's key. Yeah. Right. Has the and has the river topped over there? I say it's not yet, but it's it's not far off from doing it. I say. Crikey. Okay. And you're 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 gonna you're gonna turn around and go back or just abandon ship? What are you gonna do? No, we got through it thankfully because one lane is possible. Okay. But uh, like I left at quarter to eight this morning for college, and I oh, I'm only at the gate cinema now. Oh crikey! Yeah, from Glenmire as well. And Glenmire, as you might have heard from previous callers, Glenmire is having an awful morning of it. And yeah, and bef- like when I was passing through by Vienna Woods, it was just starting to break, so it wasn't as bad as the previous caller you had there a second ago. Okay, all right, and it's going to get worse. And we hear Hazelwood is flooded again, and we know the. Housing estates behind that, yeah. they got an awful doing. That was about 2012, I think, they got the most awful doing. It was horrible that time. Yeah, I, good, I, I'm thinking of a friend of mine who, who lives down there. I'm hoping against hope that he's all right this morning. Thank you, Liam. Let's go to Damien. Damien, where are you, sir? Morning. Good morning. I'm uh, down by Ring of Skiddy there now. Uh, just working down here at the, uh, today, but I tell you what, I've come up from Maryborough Hill. Uh, okay. You know the back route roads there to Ring of Skiddy that you go through Racine. Yes, and is, there's two parts of the road. I was, you know, I took I took my big boy pills and managed to get through it. But there was unfortunately there's two cars stuck in one of them. Okay. It's uh, just by Racine Village there where the road go, dips down. Yes, down is that down near the dump? Uh, no, no, no. It's just down by the village itself. Okay, okay, down by the waterfront. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, it's just you have the water there on the right and, and might as well just be on the road itself. Um, fish and everything, it's around two or three feet high. Well, there's some, uh, very low, some very low-lying houses down there as well. You'd hope they're all right. There is, like the going through the village itself then, it's I'd say around a foot and a half of water just on the road itself there, just that normal part. Um, but the, the road just beforehand, there's two cars stuck there. Um and there's cars either side kind of going chancing will they do it or not but I just barely got through it in a van yeah in a van so, in a van yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay and I think the fire service now Victor there just a few minutes ago appealing to people if it's not a necessary journey stay at home yeah, yeah no I totally agree anyway 
All right, Damien, thank you very much and good luck getting to where you want to be. Glenmire, Anne, morning, it's bad. Morning, PJ. Um, I went out just in, over an hour ago through Glenmire Village, so it was bad then, but I came our back road by Great Scully Driscoll, the old Ibis Hotel, and that is horrendous part of the um, soil and gravel has collapsed near the motorway. Of course, the Dunkettle uh, work, there's rain falling on the soil, and the, oh my God. Yeah, so part of the, the half the road is blocked, but it's very deep. It's really bad. People who want to go the motorway or Mayfield to get out of Glenmire. Mm. I'm I'm even stuck now in Glenmire. I still haven't got home. Like, and it's twenty minutes since I was up there. Yeah. But it's really bad. It's very rough water. Like it's quite deep, and they're coming. Parents are coming in and out of the school as well. Is the school but still open? Yeah. Can you get out of the school? Like it, it looks it looks like the school is open, but the, the surface water is so bad and then half the road is blocked just at the where the fly where the, the motorway flies over. There's yeah. a whole section of road has collapsed. There's workmen there. Yeah. But it's blocking half the road and it's really deep. The really and that's the way everyone's going to avoid the village. But they're going to meet that. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the school is in the old hotel, as you said, and that the hotel itself yeah. the old hotel was very low lying. And it looks okay, but it's, it's, the, it's the road outside. It's very, really impassable, really, at okay. this stage. All right. And thank you for that uh, safe journey to wherever you're going. Let us pop up to the airport. Now, the airport, listen, if the airport ever gets flooded, lads, we're on an arc. Uh, it's up at the top of a hill. But Barry Holland, uh, Marketing Communication Manager, you are open, but there's flooding on the way up. Morning, Barry. Morning, PJ. We're advising our any passengers intending to travel this morning to exercise due caution on the roads and there is a lot of water on the approach roads to the airport Uh, operationally the airport is fine we're open and flights are departing on time and on schedule but we would just advise anyone that is travelling this morning or anyone that's meeting or greeting or picking anyone up to uh, exercise due caution on the roads in particular coming up the airport hill where I understand there's a lot of water uh, on the the surface of the road and in around the airport roundabout as well If it is a thing that someone might be delayed for a departure Barry what do they do? Well, you can always use the handy WhatsApp feature, PJ, on our Cork Airport website. Uh, the arrivals and departures pages will give an indication of uh, the estimated times for arriving and departing flights. However, for real-time updates, we'd always recommend that people would use the WhatsApp feature, which allows them to enter the name of the flight uh, number or the destination or origin from which it's coming from, and then they'll receive real-time updates on their phone, which is a very handy feature on a day like today. Okay, okay, but take extra time. If you're headed for the airport to collect or, or fly out, give extra time and be very cautious on the roads. Airport open, open and operating as normal, but a lot of flooding on the approach. Barry, thank you. Barry Holland, uh, Marketing and Communications at uh, Cork Airport. Uh, as I said, the, the, the day Cork Airport actually gets flooded, we are all goosed, given its location. Uh, to East Cork, Dara, good morning. PJ, good morning. What's the story down your way? It's pretty treacherous, PJ. There's a car broken down if you're westbound on the N25 coming out of Middleton just after the lakeside roundabout. A car broken down in the right-hand lane. But the amount of surface water heading up, I'm coming into Cove now. Mm. Uh, the, The photo road is passable, but a lot of surface water. And I would just be encouraging drivers to light up Slow down and don't forget to use your indicators. Mm. From from life in the taxi, Dara, you know the low-lying areas of of that part of the world better than most. Where would you absolutely not go this morning? Um, I would try and avoid Killacline Bridge, which is out 
listeners would know it as being where the old yawl carpets used to be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of deep water there. I had to mount a footpath to try and get through it because I was bringing children to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, avoid the country roads if you can. Up around Glowenton, just above the church, if you're going up Windsor Hill, it's, it's, it's like a waterfall going up there at the moment. Okay, very bad. And Photo Road, particularly treacherous. That's Darren McGann, Road, knows the roads of East Cork better than most. We're back to Vienna Woods. It's almost completely shut now or closed down, is it, Karen? Morning. Hi, PJ. Yeah, we came down um, Churchill there to go right towards Vienna Woods. And there's actually a man at the end of the road there now stopping everybody. So I had to go left. And then coming down towards that hotel there, or, you know, the school in Glanmire, and the road is actually, or, you know, past the walls, that's coming down onto the road, and it's chock-a-block. Oh, you're down by the Grail School, are you? The old yeah, hotel. Yeah. yeah, and we just we just had, who did we have on a couple of minutes ago? Anne was telling me that it's really bad down there. You're coming at it from another side, are you? I'm coming down the hill, rather than going up the hill. I'm going down towards, we say... Well, I was going t- towards the tunnel, but I don't know what way I'm going to go now. But there's water absolutely everywhere. Okay, okay. Everywhere. And there's, there's workmen as well. So I'd, I'd tell anybody who, who are going down towards the end woods, don't even go there. You, you just can't drive down that way. Yeah. How are things down the other way, down Riverstown, where the river runs along there by the side of the road? How are, the, how are things down there so far? I don't know what way that is, PJ, because I came from Ballavland. Okay. So okay. I came up Bandoff Road, you know, and, and down kind of towards um, the new in school. Sound. But traffic is basically at a standstill, like. OK, thanks for that, uh, Karen. It's a mess down by Vienna Woods. And the road I speak of is when you come into Danmire Village itself there, you go down then past Grandons. There's a, a little humpy back bridge over there, down along there. That's always been very, very prone uh, to flooding down as you head down towards Riverstown, down towards... Sars, that, that area in general. Centre Park Road, they were pulling people out of their cars, the fire the fire service. It's a no-go area, is it, Kean? Good morning. Morning, PJ. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm looking out and now there's there's at least three cars abandoned in the, in the middle of the road outside the Marina Commercial Park and uh, closer down to the to the roundabout side of it there. Um, the fire brigade were in the process of closing it off when I arrived, but the, the, the cars were already abandoned. I think high water was about 10 past 8, so... They obviously got stuck in that. Good, yeah, and thank you for that because we were just wondering when high water was. At least it hopefully is starting to go down at this stage, but the river or the rain is, 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 is thundering down still and we've more of it to come. So you're on Centre Park Road. Monaghan Road is also very bad, so we're told, on the other side. I, I believe that's closed off as well. It's just as bad, yeah. All right, OK. Thank you, Kean. We are inundated, and thank you. You're all joining our production team this morning, every single one of you that is uh, calling in or texting in to help us, and I'll get to some of your text messages shortly. Paul is down near Cinnamon Cottage. Oh, that hasn't happened in a while. The Rochestown River has burst its banks. Paul? Uh, yeah, this morning, me and my partner were coming uh, from um, down that road, and the water was lit. Uh, get a small bit close to that phone, Paul, if you could, would you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good man. Try again. Yeah, what happened was is that me and my partner was coming down in, in her car and the road, um, not as if you're coming from Monkstown, yeah. uh, and, and you get down to where uh, Rochester Town is, it, the river's just totally burst. It's banked down. Some people uh, were stuck, 
It's really bad. Yeah, very bad. Okay, yeah. that's a very scratchy line. Thank you, though, Paul. Appreciate it. So we're talking there between where the old Rochestown Inn was and down into Monkstown. That particular area there, the river has come up, burst its banks into the road, virtually impassable, cars abandoned. It's just a mess. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Kean, Karen, Dara, Barry, Anne, Damien, Liam, Victor, Sarah, Alan, and our own Kieran McGeary and Ken Parrott out there. And there are many, many more people calling us. If a full switch for almost in front of me, give us a call and you'll get through. 083 396 96 96. There's flooding in Whitegate. Killarney Road into Mallow is backed up from the roundabout out to the racetrack. Riverstown Park, totally flooded. Uh, the 220 service is roughly an hour behind schedule. We can't move in Carrigaline. That's from a driver on the 220. Thanks, lads. Thank you, guys. Um, where are we? Crashing Sunday's well, guards on the scene. That's from Sylvia Kilomni, or Kil- is it Kil- Kilmoney? Kilmoney to Aherla. That road's flooded. Bad flooding in Mayfield. Mayfield, up that high. Met Aaron should change the code to red now, so hybrid workers will stay home. Hybrid workers are at home anyway, I'd hope, on a day like this. Traffic lights are all out by Mahan Point. Very dangerous. Uh, dear Med, good to hear you advising people against driving through the water. You never know how deep it is. Plus, if you drive through a flood on a regular car, you can destroy your catalytic converter, and that's expensive. In an electric car, depending on the design, you could get damage to the electrics. In general, it's just not a good idea to drive through flood water. Tom says also people are driving through puddles and surface water without a care and they're drenching people. Remember, you now get... I didn't know this, Tom. And we might be talking, if we get to it, might be talking about penalty points later this morning. Tom is telling me here, I don't know how true this is. I'm assuming he's right. Tom is telling me now that for, for recklessly driving through a puddle, you can get three penalty points. Crikey. Actually, I was just driving this morning uh, out towards Toker, out there at the Kinsale Road, and which goes nowhere near Kinsale. Do you ever worry about that? Out the Kinsale Road, and the surface water was wicked, and that was just about seven o'clock. I was driving my daughter to work, and I was, there was a fella jogging. There was a fella jogging at that hour of the morning and I swear I didn't know whether to feel sorry for him or to tell him go home you goal you'll get destroyed out here brutaling carrying a line traffic backed up everywhere worst I have ever seen we try to get out via the back roads we're on the Ballygarvin side forget it roads are just impassable I've loads more after these. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Quartz 96 FM. Here at Quartz 96 FM, we're celebrating our five IMRO Radio Awards. IMRO Radio Awards. This is number one champion sound. PJ Coogan got gold for speech broadcaster of the year, local regional. Simon Murdoch won gold for Radio D. DJ of the Year and Radiothon got gold for Community Social Action. We picked up silver for Music Station of the Year and bronze for Station Imaging. Thanks for listening. From your Imro award-winning station. Corks 96 FM.
FM. Kevin says you've been on the air now 40 minutes and all I can think is that there should have been a local red warning issued this morning. I'm not too sure, do we do local? Well, we do actually. We do red by individual county. I see Sky News in the UK reporting as Storm Babbitt arrives that it will bring a danger to life in some areas and in Britain there may be red warnings uh, by the end of the day. It's no longer passable now at Yall Bridge. Uh, thanks to Lorraine for that. To Whitegate, uh, Shane, morning. They just did a whole pile of work down there recently, so things should be better, are they? Well, unfortunately, um, we've been extensively flooded last night, and unfortunately this morning it's now getting as bad, and it's heading for a potentially worst-case scenario, worst in the morning. Can you get closer to that phone, Shane? You're a little bit muffled on me. I'm as close as I can, TJ. The weather, unfortunately, down here, the, the phones are after getting a bit damp, so I'm as close as I can be. Can okay, bye, that'll do you, that'll do you. Oh, yeah. We had extensive flooding last night on the main street. Now, we're in a tidal area, so we're used to what would be known as tidal flooding down here. Um, this time, this water all came from the surface water. There was no tidal element to this flooding last night, and it's the same scenario this morning. Our tide has dropped down in Whitegate, and we're still extensively flooded with water rising every 10 minutes. We're going up about 10 centimetres at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we've had extensive damage again. A number of business premises, a number of houses have been wiped out. Um, we've drained lots this morning here that we've been trying to free from the locals here. We've been out all night last night trying to get as much as we could there for this morning. But unfortunately, the drains filled up with silt and gravel, and now we've drained blocked. We're waiting on the drain company to arrive. We put an emergency call in early this morning, around half by six o'clock. Um, we're waiting for the drain company to come at the moment to try and free the drains, which we believe will help to alleviate the water. But at the moment, we've two and a half feet just below your knees at the moment, all along the main street in Whitegate again this morning. Frankie, you have a business down there, have you? Family have a business there, and I live there. My own private house was wiped out last night. Oh, my God. We took you the water in our private house last night. And we things got the water out overnight. We walked right through the night. And unfortunately, right now, there's 16 inches of water sitting inside there again. So you've morning. been flooded twice in 12 hours? Yes, twice in 12 hours. Um, and look, it's, uh, this is surface water. This is not tidal. We're used to tidal flooding down here. We experienced it. This was all water that travelled down the new road in the village. The walks, the actual walks that took place in the village have no relevance to what caused the flooding here today. They're to do with sewer work. They have nothing, they're not anything to do with the flooding. Okay. The flooding was all surface water that came from the other side of the village and it's it flooded the main street with two, as I say, with two feet of water and it's rising here and here in a car looking at it and it's rising now at the moment. You, you sound like a man who, who, who knows the area really well, being from there and living there and working there. People are telling me this morning from the four corners of the county, Shane, that this is the worst they've seen in at least 10 years. Yeah, definitely. The level of water we've experienced in the buildings now on the main street, there's a restaurant damage, a salon. It's probably the worst in, I think it's more, I'd say it's probably the worst in 15 years. And as I say, PJ, we're used to tidal flooding. It occurs in Whitegate on numerous occasions throughout the year. It wouldn't be as bad as this, but there's no tidal element in this. When our tidal surge came last night, our, our waters didn't rise. It made no difference. This was completely fresh water. This is, as far as looking at this, totally unacceptable. Wow, so the tide made no difference? No difference to this last night. Our flooding happened before full tide last night. We, the damage was done well before full tide last night. And when full tide came last night, it didn't make any difference to our water level. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That, that's that's, that's bad. 
the tide was only at half tide this morning when we started to flood again and it's going out again there now at the moment and we're still the water's rising on the street and the tide going out so it's not tidal related okay okay you know, and your own oh my I, I i feel for you man your, your own your own home has been flooded twice in 12 hours twice in 12 hours and we've seen it out last night and the same thing this morning so now we're calling on the council the tds the councillors to get down to White Gitspawn. The council lads have been here since early. In fairness, the council road schools have been here since early. There's only so much can be done. We've got a, there's a big pump pumping here now that we've arranged. Um, we've Is it time for a few there. soldiers, Shane? Yeah. Is it time for a few soldiers? No, no. no. What we need is the drain companies need to get the drain company needs to come down here to clear the gullies. If we can get the gullies cleared here this morning, we some we'll get the water. The water we we'll, we'll try and get as much water off the street. But at the moment, it's still rising, and we're, we're waiting. Hopefully, the drain company isn't far away. The council has some calls. So, okay. yeah, so we're okay. hoping they'll Okay, good man, Shane. Thank you. Best of luck de- dealing with that utter mess in in Whitegate. Um, okay, where are we going? Celestine into the city, city centre. Good morning, PJ. Hi, how are you? Hi, uh, um, you're in trouble? Uh, just uh, just the point I'm making, you know, I drove in from Kinsale this morning and, okay, the traffic was quite heavy, but, you know, once I got up onto Wellington Road, it took me one hour to go from Wellington Road down onto Leitrim Street. It's absolutely outrageous. What? And I suppose, yeah, I suppose my point is why Coburg Street couldn't have been open this morning. You can't take a left off to come down Patrick's Hill anymore. Then you come down Leitrim Street, you can't go anywhere else but back down onto the quays and now I'm coming up beside the Merchant's Quay here and there's no traffic so you know tra- you know, weather or no weather it's just outrageous every morning up there you know. Yeah, I'm just seeing it here now it was backed up as far as St. Luke's to that end and all the way down to the Opera House backed up both ways. Yeah so I've just passed the Opera House now and it's completely free from the Opera House right up past the bus station which I'm passing now but it has taken me one hour to come down past Wellington Road, Skullwera, uh can't turn left anymore down Patrick's Hill, and then Leitrim Street as well, and Coburg Street closed off. Could that not even have been open today to allow traffic up onto McCarthy Street? You know, it's crazy, crazy. I don't know who's making these decisions, seriously. Yeah, well, we, we were told... <laughs> We were told, you know, that this would be fantastic when it's all done. And we were sitting here going, one bad morning in the wintertime will tell a lot. And here we are, not even into winter. And we have a bad morning. And we're in severe trouble. All right, Celestine, thank you very much. City centre in Nightmare. Wellington Road, backed. it took her, get this, it took her an hour to get from Wellington Road outside the door here, to Leitrim Street. And then, as she said, Coburg Street isn't open, so the only place you can go is back down onto the Quays. And people are telling us from St. Luke's and beyond, backed up all the way down to Leitrim Street, out onto the Quays, and backed up all the way over to the Opera House. It's crazy. Utter nightmare. Back to Whitechurch, we have a voice note from Sinead. Morning PJ, this is Sinead, um, just came out of Wakegate Village there and it's actually really badly flooded in front of Spar. The council guys are there I think even since last night trying to pump the water out because there's a lot of local um, residences, there's a lot of houses along that road as well that are flooded. Um, the road by the Garda station I would avoid in Whitegate completely because it's very very bad. Um, very very high waters, um, I've sent you videos there of it, it's never seen anything like it. 
Sinead, thank you. We got those videos. Scary stuff. And thinking very much of Shane and others like him down in Whitechurch. Shane, his house, his home flooded twice in 12 hours. Two feet of water last night. Foot and a half this morning. Um, Glanmire, a major problem. Hoping to talk to uh, Councillor John Maher in the next couple of minutes. Um, Landslide, landslide up and across from Scully Drishkjol. The old Ibis, that's from Adrian. It's a mess. John says, it's October, it's Ireland. What's the surprise about? Clearly, John, you're at home with a cup of tea in a nice warm kitchen because it's a mess out there and people are saying the worst they've seen in more than 10 years. Right, Councillor John Maher, you're in Glenmire. John, it's bad down there. Morning. Good morning, PJ. Good morning, PJ. I've been all over the, the northeast ward and to be fair, yeah, it's been his. Glenmire in particular, I suppose, um, the, the new line road I would advise people if they can stay away from it it's probably the best thing to do you know now if you've got a, a solid enough car you might get through it but I wouldn't be recommending um, I wouldn't be recommending people to go that way you know you can you can kind of go alternative ways um, but um, the Meadowbrook which, which traditionally would have been flooded is okay for now which is good but the residents then in, in, in Copper Valley which is at the other side of the of uh, by Brook Lodge National School and things like that. That now they, they they're under pressure there as well. Um, but that road is impassable as well. If you come up along by the Bandoff Road again, very heavily flooded. The usual spot, um, the Oliall Road by Lodamore, by the Grotto again. It's a stop start system with the flooding. People just need to be. I suppose my, what I've what I've been watching is that people all just need to calm down. It's it's frustrating, it's dangerous, but you know, like I think if we all let one in, one out, that will help. The same with the Bandoff Road, very heavily flooded in the usual spot. Um, the the um, Ballyhooley Road by Mealick Park in Ballavalan, very he- heavily flooded. Mm-hmm. But I think at this stage, just from watching behaviours, it's just that I think everybody just needs to, or if you're, if you're fortunate enough and you can, I would just advise anyone just to stay at home. Yeah, if you don't have to be out in this, you shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, and and the other one, PJ, was the um, if you're if you're aiming for Glanmire to go to Dunkettle or to town, then avoid the village because that's down to one lane, and it's only allowing it's only allowing traffic come from uh, come from Dunkettle in to Glanmire, and maybe like like and what's happening then is that the the traffic coming from New Inn School uh, down Churchill is unaware that the village is only down to one lane. Nice. So the backup of traffic is going right up beyond New Inn School. And I would do it myself. I would say, oh, I'll cut down into Churchill, be sparked, you know, instead of going to Barnavara Hill. But that's what's happening and there's a build-up of traffic. Um, but uh, as I said, anybody that, that is fortunate enough or that can stay at home or maybe pull into the side of the road and grab the coffee, right. I think that's the best advice for now, you know, because right. it's... It's fairly intense out there. All right, John, thank you for that. That's Councillor John Maher, the Labour Party for the North East Ward. Briefly, um, Tricia, in Middleton, how is it down there? Um, just as you're coming out over the flyover to go on to the N25, a, the slow lane on the left-hand side is becoming impassable. The surface water from there to Carry Tool is ridiculous. Okay. And as you're coming back from Carry Tool to Middleton, as you come over Minister's Hill, the fast lane is nearly impassable and there's people with no lights on and they're speeding and they're blinding the person on the slow lane by the surface water they're putting up onto their windscreen. 
Okay, Trisha, I'll leave it there for no reason other than time. Thank you for that. Middleton is a mess. Dan Meyer is a mess. It's generally a mess everywhere. Get your update in the news headlines. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cork's 96 FM. The lines are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Extra WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Fox 96 FM. Every single platform that we have this morning inundated with contact from people around the city and county about the absolute mess on our roads this morning. We've had confirmation down by the Ibis, the old Ibis Hotel, which is, of course, Grailskully Drishkiol down there near Glenmire. Very bad because the heavy, heavy rain has washed the rubble from the Dunkettle work and mixed it all in with mess. Just got a voice note in about it. Here we go. Hi, PJ. I had to go around Glanton and Glanmire as well. So there's a landslide by the Gales Call on uh, the Cottages Road, Richmond Cottages Road. So there's a landslide and the other lane that it's, let's say, accessible. There's one lane kind of accessible. It's kind of flooded. So there's police there and they are kind of trying to um, handle the traffic. But then the other side, uh, from, through Glanmire, if you're trying to get, let's say, to Blackpool, Ballyvolan, Mayfield area from, let's say, Glanton, which I had to do, uh, Glanmire Road, it's also, I'm not actually 100% what's happening, but there's cars turning around. I couldn't go this morning to go through coming down and I can't go back up. Cars are turning around kind of around the entrance of Vienna Woods Hotel. I'm not 100% sure what's happening, but there's buses, trucks turning around. It's a really a real big mess. And I haven't actually seen any police there to, to handle the traffic. So just careful, everyone. Thanks for that. Very comprehensive update down there from around Landmire. Now, outside the door here on Wellington Road, uh, it's 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 carnage. Treacherous conditions. Um, it's just taken me one hour to drive from Wellington Road down to Leitrim Street. Would normally take me five minutes, so one hour. Absolutely shocking. I cannot understand understand why Coburg Street is not open on a day like today. Can't go down Patrick's Hill anymore. What a joke. Coburg Street closed. Rain or no rain, it's chaotic every morning. Okay, it's a mess out there. Uh, we have more stuff coming in. Uh, other, there's another voice note has landed on the state of the city engineers uh, making their poor decisions. That will come to that. I do need to bring another topic of conversation this morning. Um, but luckily, uh, we can go to someone who knows traffic and travel and roads better than most to discuss it. The Minister for Road Safety to give him his simplistic name, Jack Chambers, is looking at new penalty points for offences committed on a bank holiday weekend. So if you're speeding or using your mobile phone or careless driving, anything like that, if you're doing it during a bank holiday weekend, the penalty points may well be increased. That's what Jack Chambers has brought to Cabinet this week in order to 
do something, in his mind anyway, do something about the rising death toll on the roads. 151 people dead so far this year. Bank holiday weekends have been very bad across the bank holiday weekends of February, June and August. There were 46 fatal or serious conditions. And over the same weekends, over 10,000 people were detected speeding. This isn't a first if we were to do it. It's been done before uh, in Australia, where you would get uh, more points for an offence committed on a holiday weekend. Also, Jack Chambers is looking at um, if you get five points and three points now, you just get the five. So if you're caught speeding and using your phone at the same time, you can get five points and three points and then they you'll get eight in future if he has his way. Let us bring in uh, Conor Faulkner, transport communicator and uh, consultant dealing with these things for many, many years. Conor, we'll, we'll talk about the penalty points in just a moment, but but we've got a huge hmm. problem down here this morning. You, you spent enough years behind the desk at AA Roadwatch to know how bad Cork can get it's our worst for years. Morning. Yeah, good morning. Listen, it's that good morning to everybody still stuck in it out there in Cork. It is one of those mornings that'll go down. We had a few of them over the years. And in fact, uh, funnily enough, I'm driving more in Cork these days than I was when I was working in the AA. Um, and just to see firsthand what's going on in places like Duncattle and just the general busyness of the city. Uh, Cork's an Irish city. And what does that tell you? It means like other Irish cities, there has been systematic long-term underinvestment in public transport. And that means that the city is um, perforce car dependent and desperately vulnerable to mornings like this. Um, if Cork had an underground system, uh, you probably wouldn't be having this conversation. If Cork had Lewis lines that we built 30 years ago, uh, you probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Cork didn't, neither did Dublin, neither did Limerick. Um, and we wind up um, just absurdly vulnerable in terms of our kind of dependence on cars for everyday use for commuting with all of the concurrent problems that that brings. So, you know, you get a bad morning, it's going to be a bad morning. Uh, a morning like that in a similarly sized European city elsewhere on the continent, uh, you just wouldn't have the same degree of congestion. And that's a frustration, a legacy of many, many years of, of um, failed opportunity to invest in public transport. Mm. It is true, we do. <clears throat> the, the slightest problem here in the city, particularly over the last number of years, and we just stop. And I, I would promise I moved to the pen points issue in a second because I have strong feelings on it mm-hmm. but I do want to play you um, a voice note uh, Connor that uh, that has come in mm-hmm. about and you drive in Cork a lot you say so you know what's going on around Wellington Road and McCurtain Street and all that in the last while and we've got dreadful delays this mm-hmm. morning let's just have a listen to this Morning PJ just with reference to the earlier voice note you played from the lady who took an hour to clear Wellington Road this morning I feel her pain, but I think it's important also to highlight that that's not just this morning. It's further exacerbated this morning by the atrocious weather conditions. But the new traffic arrangements between Patrick's Hill, Wellington Road, Coburg Street, Leacham Street, that whole area, are an unmitigated disaster every single morning. I have to travel that route in the mornings. I don't have an alternative. And it is a living nightmare. And if I could only get my hands on the traffic planners who engineered the new roads layout in that area, I can tell you the guards wouldn't just be saving people out of their cars this morning. They'd be locking me up in Cork Prison. 
God help us all. She's an angry woman, but you you can't blame her, Connor, because as, as I said, you you know the the city and drive. We're being told that all this change, and we're being told with a sage nod of the head, it's all for your own good, and it'll all be lovely in the end. It isn't very lovely at the moment. No, it sure isn't. Uh, no, it sure isn't. And as I say, take a lesson from it. We have to invest long term in public transport True, in all Irish cities. Um, you know, these things are complicated and it, it's, you know, it's not easy to do. It's not cheap to do. Uh, and probably there's, you know, engineers in Cork or people involved in the planning of Cork transport very frustrated this morning as well. And, and not particularly keen on me giving short, flippant reasons why, why, why the problems are what they are. But if you want a short, flippant reason, invest strategically in public transport we're, we're suffering now because we haven't done that and mm-hmm. uh, not uniquely in Cork similar story in Dublin Okay, okay Connor. Your, your, your real purpose for being with me this morning is this idea from Jack Chambers and it is already in existence in Australia and I think other places too that on a bank holiday weekend like the June weekend if I'm caught with my phone in my hand it's more points if I'm caught speeding it's more points is it fair? is it sustainable? do we need it? Uh, well, a couple of different questions. You could make a case for it. And, and you know, they, they do do it in Australia. Uh, um, you could make a case for it because actually there are periods like bank holiday weekends which turn up in the data as being more dangerous. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, you could make a case for it. However, it brings in additional layers of complication into the existing law. Um, and in any case, to my mind, it's not at the heart of our problem. You can always think up new laws. I mean, I bet you if people, while they're stuck in traffic in Cork, were invited to think up of some new laws that might be applicable in the area of road safety, they all could. And there probably would be good ideas. Um, but we have an existing set of laws, which is actually very strong. It bears favorable comparison with anybody else in Europe. The car, the uh, heart of our problem is that we're just not enforcing them properly. We have an understrength guard at traffic or bank holidays and other times of the year. And um, we're just not out and about enough. The, the number of drink driving checkpoints has dropped significantly mm-hmm. over the last number of years. You don't see guards out and about. That is our problem. When we were enforcing well, only five or six years ago, um, with our existing set of laws, but with a, a better supply of guardy, we were actually producing annual road safety stats that were as good as anybody's in the world. I mean, Ireland was literally amongst the world leaders in numbers of road death. So is this... Still unacceptably high, but... So is this a minister who says we have to be seen to do something? Is this a knee-jerk response? Yes, in a word. And and I don't want to be cynical about it because I I do believe that government cares about road safety, as in they wish it was a problem they could fix. Um, And, and, you know, thinking up of new laws is eye-catching. It generates headlines. It started this conversation. um, But it's not really what we need. Uh, We have a set of policies and laws that we know work when we enforce them. We also know that when we pull back on enforcing them, they stop working. So, you know, the solution to that is is to get on with the enforcement, not dream up new laws. Another idea that Minister Chamber has is if you commit two offences at once and if one carries five points and the other carries three, you now just get the five. He wants us to get the eight. Yeah, and you know, again, I I put it in the same bucket, uh, PJ, as the the comment that I just made. You can do that if you wish. 
you can actually make a road safety case for it if you try. Um, and, you know, you might do some good maybe. But actually, all you're talking about is, is punishing people more severely uh, when the problem isn't the punishment. The problem is you're not catching them. So, you, you know, it, it is, if you like, it is a sledgehammer aimed at the wrong nut. Good point. Connor, thank you. Connor Faulkner, and thank you for taking questions on our traffic situation this morning. One of the most experienced transport commentators in the country. Uh, Connor Faulkner, thank you for that. There's his idea. This is just Jack Chambers, the minister, saying, oh, we have to be seen to do something. Going into the cabinet, going, we have to do something. We have to do something. So do you know what we'll do? John will do. If you're using your phone on a bank holiday Monday, it'll be more penalty points than if you're using them on a Tuesday after a bank holiday Monday. We have to do more. We give you loads of points in one go rather than whatever. When in actual fact, we need more checkpoints, more enforcement. Yeah, thank you, Connor. Thank you, Connor. Oh, wait, one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Your thoughts on that? Rochestown Road is now closed completely. That is from Mark. Thanks, Mark. I'm in Bearings. The floods on the way to the school at half eight were unreal. Victor Shine from the Fire Brigade is recommending nobody travels and not to drive through any floods, but yet the schools remain open. I don't know what the flood will be like by the time the kids finish at half two. The schools should close so people can go home and stay safe, says Janice concerned parent. There's a thing between the orange and red warning. We're in the orange warning at the moment. Some people are saying with what we've been hearing this morning from around the county, it should have been upgraded to red. Thing is, if it's upgraded to red, you're facing the closure of schools. So it's a big... Going from orange, going from yellow to orange is just a decision and an announcement. But if you go from orange to red, then schools close and businesses close. And you'll have somebody cribbing about that too. Why didn't they fix the weir in Balancholic and relieve flooding in the city? It's a, an ecological disaster. There's nothing done about it. Yet they'll talk of a floodgate system. Little Island and higher key walls costing hundreds of millions. I mean, Nakraha, lots of debris on the roads along with flooding. Also the road from White's Cross to Anacotti. Loads of flooding there. Glanmire Village Road now closed. Road by Riverstown Inn closed. Currently trying to leave Glanmire. Uh, it's it's a mess. Vienna Woods now completely impassable. Please close this road off. My van started to cut out and float. Good Lord. It's nearly four feet deep in places. PJ, can you put the reports on the RDS system? That's what the UK stations do. Love the show, says Anthony. Anthony, outside of my outside of my intelligence and probably way above my pay grade, but thank you for your comment. Just on the Waterford side of the bridge by Yall, about one kilometre after the bridge, there's a big, wide, deep flood, completely impassable. Nothing through it. No way through it. Thanks, says Claire. Yall Bridge, now not passable at all. Timaleague, abandoned, bad. Landslide, we've heard that up by Skull Idrishkiol. Mike blames the city council for a lot of this because they're not clearing the drains. They're more concerned with the green agenda and artwork. Oh, yeah. Then with maintaining basic services. Car stuck by Rochestown Inn. There's a woman. Oh, my God. I hope someone got to them. This is in a few minutes. Car stuck by Rochestown Inn. There's a woman and children in it. It's terrible. Should have been a red warning. Uh, Glanmire and other places now completely impassable. Somebody mentioned hybrid workers. I said, surely they're at home. No, I work in Apple. 
and we still have to go in? Oh, yeah. In all the terrible bad weather, would you please wish all the junior search students the best of luck getting their results and tell them to mind themselves tonight? It's a big day for them. Uh, you're doing great work this morning. Well done, and thank you all at 96FM. It's what we do, and we can only do it with the help from our callers, our texters, our voice message, the works. So our various platforms are working full-time this morning. And Carrie Glein says, Kate, you'd need a wetsuit and a snorkel. Oh, the riverbank in Ladies Bridge has burst very deep floods. Carrigaline brutal, backed up everywhere, worst I've ever seen. We just have pages and pages and pages. And then, before I go to a break, which I will, uh, the state of the new road system, road planning in the city centre. PJ, you should see the state of the new road near Magdalen in Ballincollig. It's so narrow, there will be accidents. Well, there's two bad, two big cars or a lorry have to pass each other. Also, the entrance into and out of the estate only has space now for one car to go in and go out. The footpaths are as wide as the road. Supposedly, planners in Dublin made the plans on their desktops. Residents have been told that Cork City Council may well have to come out and dig the whole lot up and redo it afterwards, once it's finished. How ridiculous is that? And that comes from Katie. 0818 96 96 96. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. If you are stuck anywhere, if there's something you think we've missed, something we haven't mentioned that might be important, please do let us know. Voice notes, especially welcome at 083 396 96 96. It's Bedlam, you tell me, in Middleton. New caller, Anne. Morning. Hi, PJ. I was dropping the lads into school this morning out from Dungorney. Right. And we come down the hill to, Dun- to Middleton. And the fields, the water was pouring out the fields. I spotted one or two houses and their yards were flooded. Wow. There's potholes on the road and people will not see them as they're coming out of Middleton. So to be extremely careful, I actually drove down the middle of the road and mm. people, like there's a tail behind me and in front of me trying to get into Middleton. And in Middleton, outside the distillery, there's a big, huge flood there as well. So like that again, and it's actually getting worse as I'm looking out the window. Yeah, this is the, the white kid side of Middleton. The, the, the fields are already overwhelmed. They've soaked up as much water as they can, and now the water is running out onto the roads. Well, in Dungoy, there was actually sections that go during the summer that they could let the, that the water would go down them. But they're now at this stage all blocked because of the leaves that fell down earlier on in the season. Right, so there's nowhere for the water to go. And as I say, the fields now are slightly higher than the road. So the water is actually pouring out of the fields oh, onto me. the road. Oh, goodness me. And is it a so heavy, fl- is a heavy flow of water? Oh, a heavy flow. It's actually brown mud now coming out. Oh, crikey. So literally there's gravel now as well as certain sections. And it's just getting worse. God, and there's more rain to come. Yeah. Shudder to think what it'll be like in another couple of hours. And thank you. That's Anne Falvey in Middleton. Uh, fields now so overwhelmed by the fall of water that they are mud and stones starting to come out onto the road as well as dirty brown water. And we've already had one landslide this morning. Alan from Carla Weather, 
who I was speaking to much earlier this morning, said the big problem is we're going to have a month's rain or we're likely to have a month's rain or parts of the county have already had a month's rain in a couple of hours. Uh, the Whitegate side of the Middleton Road, the guards have now closed a road there because there's a car stuck by Cloyne Cross. 0818969696. Now, there was a court case yesterday. The Central Criminal Court sitting in Cork, a man called Tyler Tiggy Jackson, jailed for life for murder. Maureen, you were across that yesterday, but I know that, and I'll talk to you about it in a moment, but I know that this morning there's an ongoing search for somebody in the midst of all this, somebody who went into the river. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yes, that's right. And I know uh, when Victor Shine from Cork City Fire Service was talking to you earlier, he did say that there is that ongoing search at uh, Patrick's Bridge. It's understood uh, that a person entered the water late last night and that that search resumed this morning. Now, what we know so far is that Mallow Search and Rescue are involved in this search operation. So a multi-agency search operation resuming this morning um, in the hopes of uh, finding, uh, I suppose, establishing exactly what happened. And as I say, we understand that a person entered the water uh, late last night. Okay, multi-agency response, and we'll keep up to date on it across the day. Now, yesterday, at the Central Criminal Court sitting in Cork... Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tiggy Jackson, Tyler Jackson, jailed for life. Tell us this story, Maureen. Yeah, so this uh, sentencing hearing happened yesterday afternoon. And as you say, Tyler Tiggy Jackson of Ballydehine West in Mallow jailed for life yesterday. Now, this trial, it got underway, PJ, on the 4th of October. So just earlier this month before, um, Ms. Justice Eileen Creedon at the Central Criminal Court sitting in Cork. And there was a, the jury heard that uh, Connor Quinn attended the Carmi Horse Fair in Buttevant on the 12th of July, 2018, uh, with his cousins um, on this day that this fatal stabbing occurred. So Connor Quinn is the victim. And at 
the time, his girlfriend, Stephanie, was was heavily pregnant um, at the time. And sadly, Connor never got to meet uh, his son. So I suppose in the outline of the case to the jury over the course of this trial, uh, Ray Boland, who's the prosecuting barrister, said that members of the group had left the, the Carmi Horse Fair on the evening of the 12th of July in 2018. And they went to Mallow because they decided to stop off for some food. Now, Mr. Boland told the court that the companions, they parked on Main Street in Mallow that evening and Connor Quinn had spotted Tyler Jackson. Uh, Connor Quinn got out of his car, confronted Mr. Jackson, which is who's also known as Tiggy, that's his nickname, and they had some knowledge of each other in advance. And the court heard uh, over the course of this trial that there was some animosity between them, but they were not friendly. Mm. Uh, the first exchange, Mr. Boland said, uh, between uh, Mr. Jackson and Mr. Quinn had happened at it just before 8pm. And uh, Mr. Boland had told the court that it was the prosecution's case that a second interaction uh, occurred between the two men at around 8.38pm on the evening of the 12th of July 20, uh, 2018. Now, at that time, the deceased and his party, they were stopped in traffic on Bridge Street in Mallow. Uh, Connor Quinn was a front uh, seat passenger in the car and he spotted Tyler Jackson across the road. He left the car to confront Tyler Jackson. It was a physical confrontation, the court heard. A, a scuffle between them is what Mr. Boland said. And Tyler Jackson struck Connor Quinn once in the chest and then ran away. The court heard the prosecution contention said that the strike uh, was with a knife. Now, this was all for what the jury heard, as I say, as the trial started on the 4th of October. Yeah. And uh, it was a stab wound. And that, that's the stab wound from which uh, Connor Quinn died. He went back to his companions, Connor Quinn did, and said to his cousins, that he's after stabbing me and it actually so happened that there was an ambulance stopped in the traffic in the vicinity of Bridge Street as well and they went to the ambulance and the court heard that Connor collapsed, never regained consciousness and died. Now, Mr. Boland told the court that uh, Connor Quinn was taken to CUH um, where he was pronounced dead and as I said earlier, the, the trial um, it did hear that uh, Mr. Quinn's partner at the time was was heavily pregnant, and we did hear, um, I suppose, yesterday at the sentencing hearing. You know, as with any sentencing hearing, there's a, a victim impact statement, yes. and it was, you know, it was it was quite uh, tragic to listen. You know, and the victim impact statement was read to the court yesterday by Jennifer Spittle, who's Connor Quinn's aunt, and it was read on behalf of of Connor's mom, who's Teresa Quinn. And we heard in that that uh, that Connor Quinn's son often asks his nanny, you know, why his daddy had to go to heaven, oh, and God. a question that the court heard, you know, that that no one should ever have to answer. So it is quite heartbreaking that he he never got to to meet his son. As they say, he was a father to be. His uh, partner was heavily pregnant at the time that uh, this happened. Now I suppose just going back, you know, to the trial over that started on the fourth of October. The defence barrister was Brian McInerney, and during the trial, he claimed that Mr. Jackson didn't have a knife on his person on the day of the stabbing. But the jury overwhelmingly rejected a suggestion by the defence that Mr. Quinn had inadvertently stabbed himself after he collided with Mr. Jackson during an altercation uh, between the two men. And Ray Boland, who again, prosecuting barrister, said that there was a witness who saw Mr. Jackson leaving the scene after the fatal stabbing. And the witness said that he was carrying a kitchen knife. Now, the state pathologist, Dr. Margaret Bolster, you know, gives evidence at these trials, told the jury that Conor Quinn died of hemorrhage, shock and partial lung collapse after he sustained a, a single stab wound to the chest. 
Now, she said that a knife into the ventricle chamber, the heart, which pumps the blood mm. into the aorta, leading to the partial collapse of the left lung. And she said Mr. Quinn suffered massive blood loss in the incident. The, de- the defence did put it to uh, Dr. Margaret Bolster that Mr. Quinn could have stabbed himself yeah. after he collided with Tyler Tiggy Jackson. But she said this would be very unlikely uh, for such an event to occur because a stabbing of this nature required a moderate uh, degree of force. Mm-hmm. Now, so the, the jury verdict uh, came back last week. It was a majority verdict. It came back last Thursday, uh, finding Tyler Tiggy Jackson uh, guilty of the murder of uh, Connor Quinn of uh, 20. So Tyler T. Jackson now 26 and Conor Quinn was 24 at the time and as I say a father to be and he was described you know as a wonderful person a great sense of humour in that victim impact statement yesterday and his aunt said uh, reading on behalf of his mum Teresa said that you know his infectious laughter echoed in their lives filled their lives with with fun and joy always. Mm. Uh, Tyler T. Jackson was handed down the mandatory life sentence as is the case with with, you know being found guilty of Mm. murder but uh, Defence Senior Counsel Brian McInerney did say that uh, Tiggy disagrees with the jury verdict and it is his intention to appeal. So okay. we will have to, to wait and see how that progresses. And Miss Justice Eileen Creedon, you know, when she handed down the life sentence, she expressed sympathy with, uh, with the family of Conor Quinn. Indeed. And tragic, tragic uh, for, for all involved. And as, as you said there, we'll probably see this another day, Moirad, because Defence Senior Counsel said Mr Jackson acknowledges the jury verdict. He disagrees. It's his intention to appeal. Thank you very much for that, uh, Moirad Tuig, uh, who is in the Central Criminal Court for the sentencing of Tyler Jackson for the murder of Connor Quinn. Took place in Mallow in 2018. Thanks, Moirad. And that update on that search in the river as well. 0818 96 96 96. Uh, what's this in on voice note now? Voice note's very busy this morning. Let's have a listen. 150 grand a year. Jesus, isn't he an intelligent boy and earning his wages? Extra penalty points for a bank holiday weekend. Where did we get him from? I pity the poor feckers who uh, voted for him. <laughs> that's in response to Jack Chambers' idea. Thanks. For, yeah, that's roughly what a junior minister gets paid, 150,000 a year, to increase the penalty points. Well, as Conor Faulkner said, this is a knee-jerk reaction. This is doing something to be seen to be doing it. We already have all the rules in place. Just enforce them. Staying with the weather situation, Finn, Kinsale Road Roundabout by Junction 7. There's a lot of wood after coming off a truck it's moving around on the road. If it goes into a puddle and someone drives into it, there'd be trouble there. Update on Centre Park Road. The council now seem to have reopened it. A lot of vehicles have come through. Uh, their caller attempted to get through, but the fire service are on scene again now. And the road closed again. South Terrace is flooded. Raffine now impassable. But Yall Bridge is passable with care. Emma, Ladies Bridge, the riverbank has burst. Bearings is a mess. Loads and loads of your messages and I will keep coming to them at 083-396-9696. But can you imagine what it would be like to be homeless in this? I don't believe a call in the system uh, that someone was homeless last couple of nights through all of this. Goodness me. I'll come to it in a while. I don't believe this. Peter, I'm sorry this is still happening. We are saying here since five past nine to turn on your lights. Peter says, can you please urge people again 
to turn their lights on. The situation on the roads is critical as it is. And so many people are just being so ignorant. They're not even putting their lights on while they're driving. Please, please do that. If you have these things that come on automatically in a fairly modern car, then you're okay. But if you don't, put your flipping lights on. 0818 96 96 96. Now, Dennis, with regard to speed limits and the changing of all these things, you have a point to make. Morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, my point is, we're now getting to the ridiculous if you look what the traffic that was on our roads five years ago and have a look at what's on the road now, it's no wonder the statistics are going up because the accident rate has to go up. We have an overloaded road with cars on them that are not suitable for the, for the volume of traffic there, so the accidents will go up. Now, we're now going in changing all these speed, speed limits, and what I find that's happening to me, I don't know about other road users, is you're going from 60, 80, 40, all different all different settings. I'm now spending more time looking at my speedo than I should be observing the road. Now, there was a big campaign there lately, and I agree with that. this campaign, whereby people who text on the phone, it's absolutely madness mm. to do that. And the government come along and they gave a statistic, I don't know, you travel the full length of a football field uh, while your eyes are off the road. Yes. Now, your eyes off the road, most people's speedos are buried inside in the dash someplace. So you have to look below the windscreen of your car to monitor your speed. Yes. And I'm getting into the stage now where I'm saying, oh, jeez, I don't want these idiots jumping out, flash for cash, and nailing you. And I'm looking at this speedo when I should be observing the road. Now... I think it's nearly getting to the point where motorists will have to say, listen, we're not paying our car tax anymore. This is getting ridiculous. Uh, just give you an example there. Well, when you consider, Dennis, yes. that we now know that speed is a huge contributor. Everyone who knows the roads and knows why we have so many crashes, yeah. speed is a massive contributor. So, we do have to keep our speed down. So you're going to have the fellow walking out in the front of the car with the red flag, are you? Because if, if you're even... Over in England there now, they've gone down to 20 miles an hour. Right In built-up areas, yes. yeah. It is impossible to drive a vehicle at 20 miles an hour. It's impossible. And we're just getting to lower speed limits all the time, and it's not going to do, whereas better roads would. Mm. Give would, you would you not think that in around, just not yeah, going in to around fight, schools, in around schools yes, housing estates, that 20 enough. miles an hour is plenty? That's right, but you're seeing a trend now where even out in, like we'll say, main roads there, they're sticking traffic lights on them, the footpaths are coming out into the main roads. Uh, the general thing is, oh yeah, let's get the motors. Well, no, I have to say, I'm, I'm with you there. This idea that they're building footpaths everywhere that they're big enough to play a match on, I, I just yeah. don't understand that. I don't either, and it's ridiculous. And all it's doing is causing frustration outside there. That's where our cars are dropping down to 20 miles an hour. Fellows who are trying to make deliveries and truck drivers and everything are going to try and get around them. It's creating frustration. And I'll give you an example there now. You know McCroom? Yeah. The roads, the roads down there were terrible. Yeah. You'd never see a speed van down there, and you'd never see the speed check, and there was accidents there every day. This is the Irish answer to an Irish problem. Right, so what they came along then, and they did a massive bypass, mm, which up, is brilliant. Which is brilliant, right? Beautiful straight road, and unless you're an idiot altogether, you won't have an accident on it. What happens? The guards are sitting there, and the speed vans are sitting there. Yeah, let's get these guys now going ten miles, ten miles an hour over the speed limit. Do you know what I mean? It's the Irish answer to the Irish problem. It's revenue. Like, there, you're appealing to people there 
to be seen, yes? Yes, turn on your lights. Yes, turn on your lights. And very good. I was on the radio the other, other morning that there has been an awful lot of pedestrians knocked down and killed. And there was people on the motorways knocked. Now, why you would be on a motorway walking, I don't know. But unfortunately, they were killed. Do you see the RSA coming out saying that pedestrians would have to have a high-vis jacket and a light at night time if they're out on any road? I, I learned this morning, Dennis, I didn't know this, that the RSA, if you just yeah. get onto them, will send you out a high-vis jacket yeah. for you yourself That's for free. That's very good. Yeah, but it's not law that you should wear it. They'll send it out here and you see fellas on building sites with them and all that. But they're not being used out on the road at night time with a light where you can... I'm not even... seriously suggesting, though, that the guards would come up to a fella out for a walk with his dog and find him because he doesn't have a jacket Yeah, well, on. you see, that's the thing now, you see. It's, once you have a number plate, it's very easy to uh, get revenue off you. And that's what I'm saying. The, the, the drivers, yeah... They're at fault every time. And I'm saying to you that if there is a, a person out on the road at night time that value their lives with their dog walking, should have a high-vis jacket and a light. And if they don't have it, they should be prosecuted. But they won't, you see, because there's too much time in trouble. Uh, you have to track down the person, bring him to court day and all that. Whereas a fellow with a driver saying, yeah, the thing comes in the post. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, that, and, and uh, job done. Job done. As always, Dennis, you have a lot to say. Thank you. I have to get to a story that's coming in to me from Mayfield, though, which is upsetting. Houses destroyed in Mayfield in our floods in the last 12 hours. So I'm sure you'll forgive me, Dennis, if I move on. We'll go to, is it Caroline? Next. 0818 96 96 96. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focused solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox 96 FM. Caroline. Uh, you've had a pretty rough night, or your mam at least, pretty rough night. Good morning. Good morning. I just got, yeah, she did. What's been she happening up, up there? You're up in Shannon Lawn in Mayfield. In Shannon Lawn in Mayfield, yeah. She woke up this morning and she was in the floods again. Um, and of course, she's 82 years of age. And, she, you know, she's lucky that I'm next door to her, so that's where she is now. Okay. And uh, she's up here with me with her dog. Um, I actually, uh, the fire gave, came up. But if I get known things, but they couldn't stop it. Um, so then they sent up water people from the from the road, but they they said that they sent up someone else. But we're still waiting. But like, how bad my mum's house is now, and my neighbour's house. My neighbour's sitting on the first stairs because she can't leave her house. I offered her to come up to my place. She can't leave her house because of her, of her cat. Right. Because she can't go downstairs because the water comes straight from the back, right into the front. I actually uh, my my mum's front door now is wide open because. If I close it, which I had it closed, um, the wash comes straight. I open the door and the wash, the wash came flooding out. Right. It's coming from the back. So it's coming the, in the back. Uh, yeah, is it coming down? Straight. Where's it coming from? Is it? It's coming from. It's coming from up up, up, up the shores. I see. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and this is no Neil. This is happening over forty years. Oh, okay. This is oh. not. This is not the first time it's started happening at all. They can no. They keep on sending people up. Engineers and having a look and for sure, isn't like this. But then they're, they're actually not running about it, like. Right. So you have your mam's front door open now open on a, on a nasty cold morning to, to, to let the, the water, water flow out. through. Right. Yeah, because it'll build up. It'll build up inside the house all all the ways. Yeah, it's coming in the back destroyed. door. It's coming in the back door into the walls. The walls. Oh, through the walls, yeah, through the walls, not just the back door, into the walls as well. 
Okay. And out through the front room and out through the hall and out through the porch. <sighs> the kitchen and all is right, come through the walls and the kitchen as well. And when did this start? When did this start? Well, like, it started at about 20 past 8 this morning. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, it, it, it goes up. Now, as I said, it's been happening for years. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But, like, um, but like once it comes up and once it can't go down, it's, it, that's the only place it comes is through the house and it's, it's coming through the walls. Starts coming through the walls about t- about twenty years ago. Good lord! And and they come out to see it, do they? Who comes out? Oh, the oh, the engineers and the fire brigade are not that day in the ride. They come up and they clear the water, but so they just that, that's what it does. Then it does not nils. Right. Do you know what I mean? It does not nils. Right. So it's a happy go lucky thing, creating like do you know what I mean? Like, no, we and don't who repairs job. her doesn't. floors and her walls and her? Oh. We all, uh, my mum has known it for years, so like, there's like, like they, they might give a small com, com, con, con, constitution mm. uh, towards it, like over the years. This is the council you're talking about now? This council, yeah. Mm. They might give a small, uh, small bit towards it, but sure, you know yourself, like what carpet, what lane, or what mm. anything else, mats, tree oh, pieces. What a mess. What a mess. Everything gets destroyed. Like, I mean, and you say your neighbour is sitting on the stairs with her cat because she yeah. can't come out? She can't come out, no, because she can't leave the cat. But bring the cat with her, for goodness sake. She can't, she can't, the cat is um, skitty. Oh, skittish, okay, right. Yeah, 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 so she doesn't want to be scaring the cat. Because but if she took the cat, the cat up in her arms and brought the cat out, at least she could come out and be warm somewhere else. The cat, yeah, but the cat was never, the cat is never in, the cat was never outside. Oh, it's, outside an, it's an indoor cat. It's an indoor cat. Oh, yeah, I have you, I have you, I have you. And you, you, you want the cat to panic. Right? So she's sitting there with her little cat. And is there yeah. water at the bottom of the stairs? Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, there is. The same, same as me. I'm so sad. That's the reason my mum's up. I'm sure there's, there's no possible, there's no way you can actually, like, the water, like, and uh, as I said, I'm not lame because the water fell out from the drains, came up. Right. Because this, the fire sent the wrong people up. Like, do you know I mean? They were doing the roads. They got sent up to, because they were doing the roads, but like they, he didn't know about the house. So I actually opened the door to show him, and the wash came. Go, so he's drunk going there, all he goes, can't go in there. Oh, God. And there's so, no rain coming, like, is it still coming in? Oh, it's still coming in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just, you used to see the flood, like, out the back, it's just, it's like a river. But this is all the time. This is not just just no like. I mean, like. Oh, I understand even, that. But we, we let, let's deal with now. Let's see. Is yeah. there anything? Is there anything can be done? Can, like, can anyone get, get them out to safety or something? Well, the only thing that's when my mum is up in my house, now because I'm next door to my mum. Okay. So she's she's drying on. Like she's up in my house, um, and her dog is. But like, um, but like, it's, it's just you know, No, I I I understand. But the floods that's around the place, I can you know, I've seen. For got some videos and stuff, it's, it's terrible. So I assume the cop, I tried to get into the corporation myself. Okay. Uh, but it's on, you know, it's Everyone seems to be completely run off their feet this morning, but it's a situation that shouldn't happen. And like you say, it's been happening on and off for years. But this it sounds like the worst you've ever had, is it? No, no, it's no. not. This, this happened about six years ago as well. Oh God, God, God help you. Give my best to your mom and to the neighbours and her poor little cat. Caroline, thanks. That's in Shannon Lawn. In Mayfield. So, what I'm taking from Caroline is the water's coming through the house. Oh, the very thought of the damage that would do in your house. The very, very, I don't, I've never, luckily, never been flooded. I, I don't know what it must be like. We had a little leak one time downstairs, did a bit of damage to the floorboards, but the size of it, 
But I never, I can't, I just can't. You can't, can you? You can't imagine what it must be like. The minds are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Mind with PJ Coogan. Call 96 FM. If you ever wondered where the name Storm Babette came from, I'll tell you later in the hour, it's Dutch this time. The names are shared between the British Met Office, ourselves, and the Dutch get a look in from time to time. And I think the Dutch are responsible for this particular name, (laughs) Babette. And what I was hearing, and I'll try to verify it, is someone just asked the Dutch Weather Service to name a storm after her because she said she was born during a storm. So they did. If there's more to it than that, I'll find out. But that seems to be where we are with Storm Babette, who is giving us holy moly out there. The look out at that, it is awful. That is the water pouring with rain, floods everywhere, roads blocked, drains blocked, rivers burst in their banks. I'm told that the Ballet Road near Carrigaline, the river has burst its banks. The bridge, the little bridge down there has become overwhelmed I'm told. I'm getting loads of photographs. Actually, my pal Roy Scully has been sending me pictures from Carrigaline over the last word. They're having an awful morning of it down there. Uh, I asked Fergal to get in touch with the ESB and he has done so because of the dam. Uh, I have great memories. I won't say great memories. I have awful memories of the time. Was it 2009, 2010 when the dam had to release water and we ended up with mayhem in the city centre, ESB have said in response to a query from the opinion line that this morning, due to heavy rainfall in the catchment associated with the Met Aaron status orange warning, the latest flows from Inniscarra Dam are approximately 94 cubic metres per second. Early information on the levels and discharges from Inniscarra can be found on our website. ESB is closely monitoring the situation and is in communication with the local authorities and response agencies in accordance with their operating procedures. So they say things are normal at the dam as we speak. If you ever wondered what a cubic metre was, I remember during a storm a few years ago they were letting off <clears throat> letting off water. And if you ever wondered what a cubic metre was, so take a look across the kitchen right now and look at the tumble dryer or look at the washing machine or the dishwasher or whatever you're having yourself. Any one of those standard kitchen, utility room, white goods. Okay, imagine that full of water. Imagine that as a box, a crate or carton full of water. That is a cubic metre. That's a lot of water. And there's 94 of them per second coming over the top of the Inascara Dam. That's a relatively normal flow. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, 0818 96 96 96 uh, yeah um, caller remembers the water that water in 2009 or 10 November 09 wasn't it lads November 09 the water lifted the tar off the road if it's deep enough and we are getting reports now we're getting reports now from Middleton that tar is lifting off some of the rural roads such is the force 
of the water. Whose call was it? I took in the last hour. She said to me she was driving in the Middleton area and the water was coming down off the fields. So heavy was it coming. It was bringing earth and gravel down with it off the fields into the road. She was driving in the centre of the road to try and stay away from the river, uh, the water flowing down the two sides. And it would appear that now that water is flowing so hard in some areas near Middleton, it's starting to lift the tar. Whoa, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. This is why Alan O'Reilly of Carlow Weather was on with me early this morning, having messaged me late last night to say, listen, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble there tomorrow. And we are. We're in trouble across the city and county this morning. They should make it red, says this message. People saying the orange warning for Cork should have been a red one. So many people going to work, collecting kids from school, making it even harder for the emergency services. The only thing I would say about that, right, yes, if they they upgraded it to red, then the schools and lots of businesses would close. And that wouldn't be a bad thing in a situation like we have. But if it's an orange warning... You don't have to take your children to school. If you're able to, keep your children out of school. If you're not able to, I understand you don't have a choice. If you're able to work from home, work from home. If your boss will let you. Impassable roads now around Rotnock Raha. Cars turning back towards Glenmire. Another appeal to people to put their lights on. I'm looking out here, top floor of Broadcasting House, out across the city and... I can see a few spires and barely over across the city. It's practically dark. Claro to Leemount is closed. Uh, yeah, okay. We have another, do we have another uh, voice note? Let me go and fish that one out. Voice notes are flying in 083 396 96 96. Uh, this is from uh, Knock Raha. Let me just look it up. Here we go. Let's just drop it into that little machine. Here's an Akraha voice note. This is... I don't see who this is from. Here we go. Hi, guys. Just another update there. The roads from Nakra Half Village, um, back roads to Glamire, um, the water coming from the fields onto the roads. It's also bringing debris onto the roads. Um, lots of uh, surface flooding on the roads, guys. So just to watch out for that one as well. Um, it's getting fairly rapid. So that's water coming out of fields now in Nakraha as well as down in Middleton. This is a serious problem. This is, I think they call this, there is a, a posh word for this. I think it's fluvial. Is it fluvial? 0818969696. But imagine, just think for a second now. Imagine being homeless in the middle of all of this. Joan. Joan, good morning. Morning, how are you? Good. Where have you been staying the last couple of nights? Um, we were in a tent. We were in a, we had a couch and I found my jewellery to pay for a hotel for us. When did you become homeless? Um, about a year ago. Anywhere we have been, we could only stay for a night or two because there's four of us and a baby, or three of us and a little baby. That was the last house we were in full of moles. Um, it just wasn't good for the baby. My daughter has chronic asthma and yeah. I, I think the baby might have it as well. She's pregnant as well. So you've been kind of couch surfing and getting a room here and a room there for what, nearly 12 months? Yeah. I rang every TD, every place in West Cork and nobody wants to help or do anything because of paperwork. Everything is paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. 
I'm trying to get all this paperwork, but it's hard. We don't have documentation of ourselves because, as I said, I lost everything. When, when did you last have a place to call your own? Uh, a year ago, August 19th. August, mm-hmm. August 22? Yeah. And what happened? Uh, my house got burgled three times in about four days. They destroyed the children, my daughters, uh, baby stuff, everything. My clothes, child's clothes, 20 years of our belongings, basically. And did you have to move out after that then? We had to leave for a fair of our lives. Yeah, you don't know who did it, do you? No. No. Unfortunately, and I'm going to investigation. Okay, best best leave it at that then. So, you, you've you been couch surfing here, there and yeah. everywhere. Right? Yeah. And, and it became the last... So you... The last week has just come to a standstill because the baby's starting to tea. Nobody wants a crying baby around and my daughter's getting sick in the evening times. There's you, your daughter... My daughter, her partner and a seven-month-old baby seven boy. Seven-month baby. And your daughter's pregnant again. Yeah, she's five months. Okay. okay, well, look, these, these things happen. You still have to look after people. And... and when did you present yourself for the first time to Simon? I only rang to Simon the other day because it was the last resort um, from, my, from my daughter and her partner. But, uh, they said they were offering me a time for the child at 11 o'clock to say come back at 11 for a tent. A tent? Yeah. They didn't have anything else to They said straight out of um, a tent. So they gave you a tent? No, I actually didn't even get the tent. You pawned some jewellery. That's heartbreaking. You pawned some jewellery. Yeah, I have a watch left and a ring. I can try to sell them today, but I don't know if they want that much. To feed them in a way, at least. Oh, maybe have his milk and that. Oh, yeah, well, look, there's no problem with food. We'll get you sorted with food. There's no difficulty with food. Trust me when I tell you there's no difficulty Thank with you. food. Katrina Toomey will feed you as long as there's feeding left in you. And, and the child, and the baby, and, and whoever you have with you. Katrina Toomey will much. feed you. If you need clothes for the baby, or anything. Thank you, so that, that can be done. That, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. But where have you been staying the last few nights? Where did you put the tent? House, like? I was telling you about the tent was down the back of little. Okay. Good Lord. I had it under like a bunker. We didn't have the baby there. Just me and my daughter's partner stayed there. I see. We're actually down in the side street there and there's people roaring and shouting. The baby's getting scared. I know. <sighs> and this is not something you're used to. It's not something you No, do. no, not at all. I don't even drink. Don't go to pubs or anything like that. Okay. It's a heartbreaking situation. And don't go down alcohol at all. Okay, okay. You, 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 you say that since you lost the place in August of 2022, you had to get out of it for fear of your life, you say. So, yeah. before that, you'd been a council tenant. So, I assume that you've now gone back into the council and said, here I am with my hands hanging to me of nothing. What did they I say? have done that three different councils. Right. And every one of them had pawned me off to go to the next one. They pawned me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, that's a little baby with you. Yeah, he just, he just he just woke up to cradle. Okay, okay. He still won't remember none of this. What possessions have you got with you? I only have um, clothes, a few, one, two, three gear bags and the baby bag. Okay. Three small gear bags and the baby bag, that's all we have. 
And where are you going talking. to? Where are you going to go? I don't know where we're going to go now. To be honest with you. <laughs> the weather is awful. I know. Do Do you have them? Not that I want you to be in it, but do you have the tent? No, they don't have any. She said no. I think. Good God. The I mean, that was on last night. Were lovely. They gave us hot noodles and juice and stuff for the child. I know they're great in there. When, they're lovely. Yeah. They just haven't got the space. They're no, overrun. They're overrun. Overrun and overworked. She said. Overrun and overworked was right. Well, what we'll do is, there isn't a lot we can do, but we need to get you in somewhere, get you sorted somewhere. Emergency accommodation of some kind. I hope so. Even if I could just get my daughter and the baby somewhere, I'd stay in a tent with her partner, no problem. Just get her and the baby out of the weather and into some warmth. There's no family has a place for you, no room that No, fa- no one no. Okay. Okay. My mental health is deteriorating fast. I think I got my doctor's report because I can't get a doctor last year. None of us can. I suffer with insomnia. I don't sleep. I get about five or six hours sleep a week if I'm lucky. What what you're going through in the mo- at the moment isn't helping any of that. You you're you're asking people who might be listening and might have somewhere for you to go. I will clean. I will do anything. I'm a good cleaner. You're, you're working, are you? I was working up to about eight months ago cleaning. So you, oh, you've worked as a cleaner. So you're, you're happy to clean someone's house for a yeah, place no to problem. stay? Yeah, no problem. It helps my nerves. I actually offered the hotel that last night. I said I'd clean every room for them. But they couldn't. I know. Your daughter's 19. Yeah. Seven She's one, 20, two, I'm sorry. She's 20. 20. And 27. And her partner's seven, 20. Okay, seven. How old is her partner? Her partner's 20. And partner's the baby 20. is seven months now. Maybe seven months and she's pregnant again. Okay, and and like, do you have a car? Can you drive somewhere to work? No, I haven't even a licence. You haven't even a licence, okay. I'm on disability. You're on disability, okay. And the council say they can't find your documents? That, that apparently they sent a letter to my previous address last August and that, uh, because I did mention that, they had closed the file. When I explained that, obviously I wasn't there and what had happened. They didn't care. They said they're going to deal with down in... I know. Joan, you're in a right mess. You're in a right hole at the moment. I, the only thing that I can do is I can promise you that if you present yourself over to Katrina Toomey at Cork Penny Dinners... That angel will look after you. She will feed you. She will clothe the baby. She will do anything you where need. Where is that? Over in, over in Little Hanover Street. Anybody will tell you where the penny dinners are. Okay. We might be, even be able to put Katrina in touch with you personally. And Thank you so much. She, that, that we can deal with. You, you're not going to go hungry. The baby's not going to go hungry. That, that, that's sorted. We get a hot meal into you and into, the, ba- and into the baby. We can, with that, that's for sure. But in terms of where to stay... That's a ball we need to get rolling. You're looking, you're reaching out to people to say, if you have anything, I'll actually clean the house for you if you let me I stay. I cut grass. I'm half a man. I've lived on my own. I'm a man for 19 years, so I'm not afraid of any hard work. All right, girl. All right. Okay. And I was my partner, to be honest. He was a very good worker. We lost everything. Okay. Joan, all I can do is put you in touch with, with Katrina. That sorts the food out. Might even start out some clothes for the baby, nappies for the baby, that kind of thing. Thank you so, so much. Okay. 
That's what Katrina does, and she's wonderful at it. If anybody can help you, they can come to us. If anybody has, it's just you just want one room, isn't that all? That's all. I'd be happy with a garden shed. Well, I think we probably. I'd make anywhere a home at this stage. We should hopefully do better than a garden shed. Uh, but but if someone has any way they can help, they can contact us and we'll make immediate contact with you. How does that sound? Sounds very good. Thank you very, very much. All right. And thanks for calling for listening to me. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Thank you for reaching out. You mind yourself now. You too. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye, Joan. She wishes me a good day. All right, uh, even as we were talking there, uh, the phone has been, we've been picked up on the phone to, to Katrina. We're, we are, Katrina's aware of the situation now and hopefully I'll have news for you in a little while. Um, she didn't have to be asked a second time. What do you need me to do? Is the kind of thing that Katrina says when you you pick up the phone. So we'll, we'll, we'll tell you in a minute what's going on there. We'll, we'll look after Joan. We'll get Joan into a dry place at least. Um, she's already sorting something out even as we were speaking, um, she's she's been she's been putting the wheels in motion. I'll, I'll come back to her to that in a little while. Uh, shame on the government! Why isn't this lady being looked after? You know yourself. That's going to come in. Staying with floods uh, on the M8 northbound. That's on the way to Dublin. After the toll, it's now almost impassable. And they seem to be setting up to close the motorway. Ballandacorra to Cloyne Road is a river. It's not safe to drive. Cars have been abandoned along there. Fire service sending traffic back now. Rochestown Road just not passable. 0818 96 96 96. I will come back to this. I will come back to floods. I will come back to water. I'll come back to rivers and rain. But there is another enormous story, a world story. And you know what? We think we have problems, and we do this morning have problems of our own. Poor old Joan has real serious problems of her own. But in Gaza, 500 people have died at a hospital. It's it's just, you can't even imagine the kind of suffering going on over there. I'll talk to Brian shortly. Brian's actually, I believe, lost a dear friend in this. 0818 96 96 96. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, focus solely on your hearing health for over 35 years. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cork's 96 FM. The Cork's 96 FM Giving for Living Radiothon. This is number one champion sound. Gold winner for community social action at the Imro Radio Awards 23. I can't get enough. Cork's 96. 6FM. Oh, you are wonderful people. You are beautiful, beautiful people. We've had a man on the phone from the Toker area who's happy to front up the cost of a few nights. Himself and his wife will front up the cost of a few nights in a hotel for Joan and the others. And indeed, Katrina has already used her wonderful network of contacts. And we think there may even be a hotel room has been found for Joan and uh, and those with her. So we'll sort it. We'll get her sorted. We'll get her sorted in some way. In some way. It's heartbreaking. Listen to this. Please send a recording to the politicians. Why are the politicians letting our country run down like this? I'd love to help the family, but I'm barely getting by. 
myself. They're being sent home now from the Grail Skull at Dunkettle, but the parents can't get into the car park. Traffic is extremely heavy. Gardaí are there, but parents are having to park over the road and walk over to the Grail Skull at Dunkettle, the old Ibis Hotel. Lots of, lots of messages to do with Joan as well. But I want to focus for a few minutes on that atrocity. That's all it was, an atrocity. And they're all fighting over who did it. You'd have noticed that. Um, the, the war in that part of the world, in the Middle East, the, new, the, the fresh outbreak of war is now 12 days old. And the one thing you learn about war is that the first casualty of the war is the truth. And they're all fighting over who actually caused the explosion at the hospital. Whose missile was it? Whose rocket was it? Who bloody cares? Who bloody well cares whose rocket it was? At the end of the day, there's human beings dead and injured. 500 of them. Brian, uh, this was the Al-Arabi Hospital in Gaza City. Brian, you have friends there, and I believe they may have lost somebody in this. Good morning. Uh, well, I don't know about that particular uh, explosion, which incidentally, i just like to make the point about that explosion, that in the last 12 days, the militants in Gaza have fired thousands of rockets into Israel, and none of them have done a great deal of damage. Sadly, two uh, <clears throat> foreign workers were killed. But if you look at the damage, it, the... Uh, that these rockets can create is minor. So the only side in this conflict that can make those big explosions is Israel. So there's no question who, who did it. Uh, no, so I didn't lose anybody in that particular explosion, but uh, I'm very sad that a friend of mine uh, who I support, who lives near the border with, with Israel, um, her daughter was killed mm. on the first day and her house was blown up oh, and her son was injured. Six-year-old child, um, and the house was just destroyed. <clears throat> um, and everybody I know has lost people, and and all my Palestinian friends have lost people in Gaza at the moment. So it's it's a huge um, bloodletting by Israel. Do you have um, friends. Do you, no, you have friends there. Do, do you do you visit the area, Brian, from time to time? No, I would, I would do. It's impossible to enter Gaza. The only people who can enter Gaza are. Uh, Diplomats and a few a few journalists and uh, aid workers. Mm. Uh, for example, I've, I've, I mean, I've been involved with the Palestinian issue for many years, and um, the Gaza situation is a prison. There's no question what it is. It's, it's nearly impossible to get out of the place. Mm. Some people get out if they get jobs. You know, if they, if they say, for example, some come to Ireland to study, and there's a, uh, the Irish government has a scheme. Uh, for master's, master's degree students to come here. So there's some, some come from Gaza, you know. But the numbers that we can get out is, is, is minuscule compared to the two, 2.3 million people that live in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's... it's uh, and they're trying to... They, about the, they were told uh, to get, get out, weren't they? The, the, the Israelis said to them, get out. I mean, the whole world is looking at like, how the hell do you get a million people out? You can't. Well, but they're not, they won't be allowed out. So, so what, the, what the Israelis did was to tell the people in the north of Gaza to leave the north and move to the south. And thousands and thousands of them did. And when they got to the south, they were still being bombed. And some people even were bombed on the road as they travelled to the south. And, and a lot of people now are going back north again because it's just as bad. It makes no difference. Mm. So the, the, um, the idea that, that these, the Israelis will try to force 
the Gaza population out of Gaza and into Egypt isn't going to happen either because the Egyptians won't allow it because they don't want two million or put more than two million people living in tents on their northern border, which will be, as as, as Sisi just said, he, he fears that they'll become militant organisations and they'll be on, and then Egypt will be attacked by Israel. So the, the, all the people in Gaza, I, I don't know anybody who's in Hamas, I know a lot of people. Uh, Hamas is, a, I mean, it's, it's the, basically the government of the place. I mean, mm. It's not just militant fighters. They provide social services and they provide, you know, women's groups, all sorts of things. Um, so the idea that somehow Israel can eradicate Hamas is ludicrous. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You, you'll, you'll have heard since it, the incident, you'll have heard the IDF saying that it was a misfired rocket um, they're, yeah, well, blaming, they're, they're blaming the jihadi yeah, yeah, yeah the lie I mean they, 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 they did this the last time as well when like schools were blown up and things mm. and they, they just lie I mean I just listened to Chris Gunness who was the owner of the United Nations spokesman in Gaza during the last war and he, he, he was talking he, he was in charge of, charge of the schools and he was he was saying that he was he's a UN man. He's not he's you know he's a responsible professional man. And he said they just lied all the time. And yeah. if you follow it as closely as I do, you can see these lies are just churned out constantly. And the unfortunate situation is, Brian, realistically, that it's not like you can go in to the wreckage and find a bit of the shell or whatever it was and identify. Well, you can. You can't. You can. Oh, yeah, you can. You can indeed. Certainly can. Yeah. 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 Okay. But the problem is there's no neutral body like the United Nations or anybody who could go... Well, I'd say the body that should be doing that kind of work is the ICC, the International Criminal Court. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of calls for that for them to intervene here as well. There has. There has. Well, they, don't have, they don't have jurisdiction, really, because um, because Israel and America haven't signed up to the Treaty of Rome, which, which accedes to the... To the to the authority of the ICC, so uh, Israel says they're not they're not amenable to the. Uh, it's it's heartbreaking. You've been there many times. It's a part of the world. I've been to a couple of times. I was over with the army in um, working as a, on a documentary there nearly twenty five years ago, and it's it's impossible to understand, and it's in, it's almost impossible to go back far enough in history to try and find the answers. What we do know is it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Well, the, 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 answers, the answers really aren't complicated. I mean, it's not really complicated. For all the talk, there's a very complex problem. The problem is that Israel is unaccountable. Israel mm. is, is an apartheid state that commits war crimes and crimes against humanity on a daily basis. This isn't new. Like, mm. Gaza's been blockaded for, for, I think, 17 years now. So, so it's been, those people have been in prison for 17 years. Yeah. I've, been, I've, I've, seen yeah. the, I've seen the fence. I've been over and, and, oh, and seen the fence. Too, but, but come, come oh, to yeah, your yeah. friends, and I'm thinking, was the little yeah. girl's name, she was, what, Salima or Salma? Sal- Salma, Salma. Salma, six years of age. And what happened? Did the house, the rocket land on the house? The house was, was, yeah, the house was, I don't, I don't know, was it was a rocket? Or a, I mean, three weeks, no, three months ago, the, the the house is near the border, and the the water tanks are on the roof, and the, the Israeli army machine gunned the water tanks, just to pass the time, you know. And this is a widow. This woman, this Fatima, is a widow with with, and she's actually from Jordan, so she has no family in Gaza, so she's got no support really. And and like her, her husband died um, five years ago. Yeah. And I mean, she tries to work, but she's she's not in the best of health most of the time. Sure. And if she gets work, it's like working in the fields and she might go do some weeding or something. They maybe get five or ten dollars for a day's work. And they have and no and, and, no food, no water, no electricity now either. 
that, that's been cut off. So the next thing we're going to have is, is disease, and it's inevitable that they, they, they leak cholera and other, you know, bacteria, you know, they, 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 there's no sanitation. Mm. So and disease it, is the next thing. I mean, how long this is going to go on? The longer it goes on, people, the, the Israelis won't have to bomb them. They'll just die anyway. Yeah, there's it's no, 12, I mean, it's 12 days now. It's 12 days yes. now. Will, will anybody intervene and say, stop, let's get around a flipping table here? Or, or, or is that too they, simplistic? They, they, they only, they, yes, well, the only people who can make a difference are the United States because they basically finance it and they promise to give unlimited support to, to, to Israel. I just listened to um, Biden there uh, making no... He's, he's, he's almost, he sounds confused, to be honest. Um, but there's there's no question that is that, that the United States will back Israel no matter what they do no matter what atrocities they commit they will continue to support them. Mm. So there's no hope really, and I'm afraid my my I mean it's my nightmare scenario is that, that Israel will just commit a complete genocide of of Gaza. Mm. There'll be no matter what they do, no matter how many they kill, mm. there'll be no infrastructure left. The housing's all being blown up, the sewerage is being blown up, the power yeah. supplies destroyed. Is, is it not a fair statement, though, that if you look at the... And I I don't know enough about this to get into the politics of the history of it. I, 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 I believe the words of a man I met called Timor Goskell, who was a, a historical advisor to the UN and UNIFIL, and he said, the day you think you understand is the day to go home. I, I'll never forget those words. But, yeah. but, but like if, you, if you take Hamas, for example, like Hamas... Is the elected government, but it's also seen worldwide as a terrorist organization, and part of well, its it's part of its own constitution is the destruction of the state of Israel. No, that's a myth. That was the the the. the well, you can find that written down, like I can, I can indeed. I can tell you what that 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 was their charter in nineteen the ninety about ninety five when they when they were created. Since then, they've got a new charter that condemns anti semitism, but will not accept colonization. That's what their charter mm. actually says. But and is, the, uh, to eradicate, without getting too, lastly, is a two-state solution gone off the table years ago? Or what's the story? Yes, it was never a possibility. The idea of a two-state solution was always a joke. I mean, if you go to the West Bank, and I go to the West Bank, well, they probably won't let me in anymore. But if you go to the West Bank, it's completely full of settlements. It's completely full of... Yeah. Of points. But 10 years since I was there, and there was, it was mostly settled at that stage, yeah. And there's a bloody wall. The, the people, people in the West Bank are not free to travel either. They're not as quite as hemmed in as the people in Gaza, but they're not free to travel. Just, everywhere they go, the checkpoints, more checkpoints, more checkpoints. Yeah. And there's, there's no. The, the Israelis have taken all the cultivable land anyway. In the 1948, they did. This, you know, the, the coastal strip of the Jezreel Valley, which is where the best agriculture is. And they've stolen all that. Yeah. So there's no possibility of two-state solution because there's no possibility of a viable Palestinian economy. It's 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 dreadful ongoing situation, a heartbreaking situation. Uh, thank you for that, and my my condolences on the loss of of your family friend Brian uh, Salma Al Najjar. Remember her name? She was six years of age. She died last Sunday week, in the very first days of this latest outbreak of war. And we think particularly of her mum, Fatima, a widow from Jordan. Thank you very much, Brian. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. And the first casualty of war is always. The truth and whoever Brian is convinced, as he's entitled to be, Brian is convinced that it was the Israelis bombed that hospital. Everybody else is fighting among themselves as to who exactly did. I heard a very interesting contribution to a phone-in very early this morning. 
this man just said, look, he worked there. He worked there maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago uh, as part of whatever he was at. And he said, look, he said, remember this, the first casualty of war is always the truth, which is the old quote. But he said, whoever did that, whoever did it, the casualties are human beings. And I thought that's the strongest words I've heard so far. It reminds me of the very, very strong words. Let's play them again, seeing as I have them here on my left-hand side. The very strong words of Patrick Keelty uh, last Friday night at the end of the Late Late Show. There are no words that will even touch the sides on the pain and the loss and the ongoing horror that's been felt by so many tonight. But as someone who grew up during a conflict where the rights and wrongs of politics were always writ large, one common truth was that the hurt and the pain on both sides was sadly the same. We all shared something but we just didn't realise it at the time. And there were days when we thought it would never end. Tonight there are many parents and children in Israel and in Gaza who also think that this will never end and are praying for a miracle to make it stop. In the midst of despair, miracles are hard to believe in, but it's worth remembering that we are currently living our own miracle on this island because we are living in peace. And for all those in Israel and Palestine tonight, it mightn't seem like it, but there's always hope. And we hope that your miracle comes soon. This has been The Late Late Show. I'm Patrick Keelty. Good night. Probably the most sensible words spoken in the past 12 days. Join the conversation. This is The Opinion Line. With Hidden Hearing, changing lives with the latest hearing health technology. They're all ears. Visit hiddenhearing.ie. Cox 96 a lot of uh, love and sympathy and worry in the room for Joan, who I was talking to earlier this hour, who spent the last couple of nights between the tent and, God help her, she pawned some jewellery to pay for a hotel room. I mentioned that we can put her in touch with Katrina Toomey. We contacted Katrina while we were talking to Joan. Katrina is now in control of the situation and they will be okay. Lots of offers of help coming in for them. But uh, Katrina has taken them under her wing and that will be that, I think, for them. They will get sorted in, in some way, shape or form for the uh, the immediate days and nights ahead. Wonderful. Can somebody please uh, get that woman nominated for Freedom of the City? It is long past time. You just have to say, Katrina, uh, we've got a caller needs help. What do you need? That's all you get. What do you need? Anyway, back to the floods. Mogili, Maurice, morning. Good morning, how are you? Hi, what's up? Mogili is in trouble. Yeah, we're in kind, some kind of trouble. So basically what is happening is uh, there's uh, that new estate in Glianfear and uh, the whole road all the way going towards Kiliag is kind of like underwater now. So the residents are kind of like fearing that the houses will be submerge in a few hours if nothing happens and it's then the, all sandbags. Glauna Freya estate, it's a new estate down in down in Mogili and you're saying that the road from Mogili to Killa is blocked now? Yeah, it's blocked so what, what is happening is uh, most of the residents, because uh, some people are told there are sandbags in Kiliag, but uh, you can't even drive there because the road is blocked so you, you're blocked inside the house and you can only see the way the water is rising, so... Okay, it's still rising, is it, Maurice? Yeah, yeah, it's still rising, okay. and they definitely... So we have, like, a, 
our, our local village uh, Facebook page is called Mogili Matters, and uh, so the pictures are coming in and people are trying to help each other. The community is trying to stay together and try to see what you can do to help each other and avoid the houses getting flooded. There are very there are sandbags we think over in Killa, but now no one can get can get to Killa to get the sandbags. Are the council has anybody turned up to help? Uh, not yet, but we kind of like uh, we kind of like hopeful because uh, we've been trying to. Uh, one of the our members has been trying to get some farmers around the area. Farmers if or they tractors, can drive, of course. Uh, yeah, tractors because it's only tractors which can drive up there. Otherwise, you'll okay. just get stuck if you drive with uh, any normal car. Okay, okay. Let let it keep keep in touch, Maurice. Um, if there's a very serious situation, according to Maurice in Mogili, it's a new estate there, Glanafia. Uh, and the road outside is blocked and the road to Killa is blocked. There are sandbags available in Killa, we understand, and now they're trying to get a local farmer to perhaps take a tractor and trailer across to Killa to see can they protect the estate because the fear that the residents in Glanafia Estate in Mogili have, if I'm understanding Maurice correctly, the fear is that the water will come into the estate and into their homes. And they're relatively new homes, I think. Now, Tony, Tony, you are just back from Cork Airport. How are you? Hi, PJ. How are you doing? Good, good. What's the story? Well, I was going up to the airport, PJ, to collect my young fella. He was coming in from Spain, Alicante flight. Right. And on the road up, now, you could see there's a bit of surface water, but down the sides, the water is actually flowing like a river. But it's pushing gravel out onto the, the middle of the road. And you won't see it until you hit it. Well, I hit it, PJ. And the back of the car went to the right. I corrected a little bit. I was heading for the second, the, the verge. This is the, this is the main airport road now? The main oh. airport hill, yeah, on right. the way up. And I just corrected a little bit and it kind of came back. Like, so I was okay. But I got a slight against you and you won't know it until you actually land on it. And it was like driving on marbles, PJ. That's what oh, I felt crazy. like now, you know? So this is and gravel coming down. Coming out of the gullies because of the sheer yes, force of the water. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There's water. It's like a river pouring down the side of it, right. and there's a lot of surface water as well. But when I was coming back from the airport, then PJ, I could see the cars on the other side flying up, bombing up, you know, because they didn't know. Like, yeah. But the cars going down were taking it easy because they were after hitting on the way up. I'd say, you know. So it's like they, they just don't know. You won't see it until you actually land in the middle of it, PJ. You know, it's very dangerous. <sighs> People are saying to me, Tony, and I've been observing this since this morning, this is the worst we've seen in 10 years yeah. at least. I swear, I've never seen rain like a PJ. Like, we see a lot of rain here, but it's it's like, it's persistent all day yesterday and all night and all day today. Mm. It's like, there's rivers of water everywhere. It's everywhere on the roads, but it's particularly bad up there now. So I just, just warn people, like if they're going to the airport, just... Take be a careful. handy going up the airport. Hill. Be You'll be fine once you take a handy, but if you're going anywhere over, even over 50 or 60 miles an hour, you, you, you'll be getting the skids. You right. know, PJ? Because it's, like yeah. it's like driving on, on marbles. And I'd say uh, going up the back, yeah. if you, you, know, you know the way you can end up there past Dwyer's Electrical up Forge Hill? Yes. How's yes. that? Do you know Do you know how that well, is? It's, no, I did. I went up that way and it was fine. No bothers at all. But it's just after uh, the pub on your left, about, oh. I'd say, uh, about two or three hundred metres up the road. Just after, after the bull, just yeah. after the yeah. bull. Yeah. Exactly, right. yeah, yeah. But there was two lots of it, PJ, and they were separate, you know? Oh, I got There was like you. two different patches of it. And on the way down, it was the same spots, obviously, because it's going right across the road. And the surface water, when you hit it, 
like you'd see the cars ahead of you and the water like is going six feet into the air, you know, oh, from the from the wheel jam. What a mess. What a mess. Okay. Thank you, Tony, for that. Uh, oh God, I have to go to Douglas in the next in the next hour or so. I could have problems. Kira, the Mangala. Hi PJ, yeah, the Mangala. Um I just saw a post on Facebook there and the bank is after bursting. What? Yeah, the place is destroyed, so this you is not, be there's going no reason the river coming through the community park. This is the one The one inside the Mangala. Inside the Mangala. Yes. And they've been doing work on that, haven't they? They've, they've been doing work, all right. Um but I never thought it was going to yeah. kind of destroy the place really to be honest I know, because after 2012 when we had the awful flood in Douglas uh, the, the reason it happened was because the water couldn't get in under Tesco, That you know that whole road down the side of Tesco, that's a great big flood relief tank and the water couldn't get into it so they went fixing that river all the way down to make sure the water could get into it Yeah, exactly, so I'd say we could be back to square one now again oh, with Douglas. Hopefully not Hopefully not, Kira. All right, yeah. thanks, thanks no ever so much for that. The river, the river at the Mangala. If you know the area, river at the Mangala has burst its banks. That's going to cause trouble in Douglas. I would strongly be suggesting at this stage, if you're going to go try to get to Douglas now, what you should probably do is avoid it. Go the Link Road, go out, and go up into Mount Oval up there past the nudie man, go up into Mount Oval and come around the back of Mount Oval down Maryborough Hill. Probably the best way to get to, 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 to Douglas if the river through the Mangala has burst its banks. Cork Safety Alerts is reporting that a child was escorted home from Little Wonders Preschool in Rochestown this morning by the emergency services. They brought him in on a little dinghy they brought him home on a little dinghy. Oh, how cute. What how awful. How, what a horrific experience. I'm sure he was most amused, though. Little Wonders Preschool in Rochestown. A little dinghy to get a kid out. If you have stuff that you want to hold on to and tell us tomorrow what your, your adventures were today, we're running very quickly, short in time. But I need to go to this. We had such a lot of fun yesterday with names, with strange cork Names and we spoke to Joe O'Shea, who's almost made it a hobby now collecting strange cork names. And one he came up with that I had never heard before was Gumbleton. And I was fascinated by the existence of the word Gumbleton or the name Gumbleton for a start, and the fact that they might be maybe Manan Bridge based or maybe that general part of the world. And I wondered, could we get a living, breathing Gumbleton to tell us more? Fanula Gumbleton, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, Delighted yes, to make your I, acquaintance. Thank you. Um, I'm a Gumbleton, now married Reardon, but Gumbleton is my pre-married name. And where are you um, from? Fr- East Cork, Ladies Bridge Parish. Okay, we heard of it through Gumbleton. And and um, do you know the origin of Gumbleton, where it came from? Um, well, the first Gumbleton person came to Ireland in 1625 right. to the Yall-Lismore area, um, one of Cromwell's army, um, a soldier from Cromwell's army, and he was awarded land in the area around Yall, between Yall and Lismore. Right, so and the I Gumbletons were part of Cromwell's army. It. I know, yeah, it's terrible. But I think we're Irish at this stage. After that length of time. I think so. I think so. So that, that, that 
explains the concentration around Ladies Bridge and that area, Bally yes, well, that, yeah. well, we're the one. We're the one family. There are six. I have five siblings. Six of us in total. Okay. Uh, oh dear, oh dear. The line seems to have collapsed. The line is. We found our Gumbletons. The Gumbleton was a soldier. Sorry about that. The line has dropped. But Fanola Gumbleton, uh, originally from from Ladies Bridge, <laughs> we found him. And they, the name comes from Cromwell's army. Someone came from Cromwell's army in the 1600s and frozen to nothing uh, and settled here. And that's where the Gumbletons came from. Thank you very much, Fanula. Sorry about the line collapsing. OK, back to Glenmire for our last bit of business. Iris. Hi, PJ. Hi, it's bad. Horrendous. Tell I me. thought it was getting better. It's getting worse. They have now, it's, Glanmire now is actually floodlocked. There is no in or out. They have. Whereabouts are you? What part are you I'm in? in the sh- I'm in the shopping centre in Glanmire and D&G. Oh, God. And us. they have closed the main road, the Hayeswood Road with sandbags. The water coming down the hill from the church, from the up, the up, up, up high, is flooding down. So if they don't block the road there with sandbags, it's going to come in and destroy the shopping centre like it did in 2012. So there's no, anyone that's in the shopping centre now, we're trying to get in, there's no out. Um, sirens are flying there's, there's pumps here there's four pumps going on one at the funeral home one at Casa Beva one at the library horrendous state of affairs in the shopping centre I don't know how anyone's going to get in or out of it I, I can now, hear w- sirens outside oh, the road yeah. here yeah yeah. It, and as well as that so the entrance to Hazelwood the start of Hazelwood Road is closed but the other end of it up by GCC is also cordoned off there's no access over by Riverstown the park is under about four feet of water Riverstown uh, Village so there's no access out Good Lord. there's no way out like if I wanted to leave here now to go down to the main road and go up the Dublin road to get out of here I can't because it's blocked off with sandbags before I let you go Iris is this mm. as bad or worse than 2012? Uh, it's getting close to being as bad as 2012 but not as bad as 2012 thank God thank God indeed and hopefully not won't get any worse thank you Iris last bit of business we're over time but Colin Middleton uh, yeah, PJ, listen, I was just at the, the railway station there. There's a train standing going nowhere because of flooding on the line. So uh, the services are cancelled to Middleton and I think Cove as well. And also the Onokoro River has burst its banks by MySpace, which is the very beginning of the mill road by the Maxall service station. Crikey. And it's, it's nearly impassable there. Crikey. Lads, yeah, it's a bad one out there. It's yeah, there, there, there. There's cars floating in the, in the MySpace car park. Uh, locals will know what I'm talking about there, Peter. I, do, I, do, I, know, I know the place. There's cars floating. You say, Colin, thank you for that. Sorry, I can't spend more time with you. We are up against it, out of time. In fact, we're already over time. Thank you to everybody who has contributed to a very, very busy show. Stay safe, stay home if you don't have to go out. And I hope against hope that nobody's home or business will be too badly damaged. Programme edited by Imar O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thank you for playing a massive role in this morning's very busy conversation. We'll talk to you tomorrow, just after nine. Join the conversation! PJ Coogan on the Opinion Line. Gold winner for Speech Broadcaster of the Year, Local Regional at the Imro Radio Awards 23. Corks 96 FM Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.